I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ranch, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, turkeys, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, ranch, beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, 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 beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, Alright everybody, welcome back to State of Obscurity. You already know it's your boy Big Chile and with me. With Sticky. And also we got a guest with us. Um we know him as a loco, but uh I'll let him introduce himself to you. Hey yo, what's going on? It's your boy Loco, aka Alex, aka Sogi King, Alejandro Floyd on all my social medias. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing? Yeah, so. Yeah. What's a Sogi King? Sogi King. What is Sogi? <laughs> all right, so for all those anime fans out there, all those One Piece fans, it's an anime reference to a character who, I guess, as how he is, his personality relates to mine, you know, but yeah, it's basically a anime character's persona. He uses. I don't want to say too much because I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't watched One Piece. But that's his name is Sogi King. Sogi King. How do you spell it? I'm trying to say. Oh, I see him. I see him. He's got like a yellow. Yeah, he's got a yellow mask on. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, I was gonna cosplay as him at an anime convention, but yeah, the that stuff, man, it, it could take a while to process and make, you know. So, so without without spoiling anything, what what is it that uh, like it attracts you, or why do you feel like this, like your personality? It's just besides the way of you know his like curly hair and whatnot. Like oh. in the very beginning, like he can come off as like Harley, but every mm. now and then he gets that you know that spirit, that fighting spirit where he's just like you know what, aside from all my flaws, I can yeah. go ahead and still do my part. And his part is he's a sniper, basically. Mm. You know, and yeah, yeah. throughout the uh, the series, like I said, without spoiling anything, he gets stronger and he becomes this whole another, another person, but he's still his like funny comic relief type self and whatnot. Oh, okay. So he likes to, he likes to like, what's that? No, I was just asking if that one is his favorite anime, right? Well, you can you can continue with your question, my bad. Uh, no, uh, is it is it your favorite anime? Uh, currently, yes, yeah. Because um, believe it or not, this is probably one of the most like like ongoing animes right now. Oh, uh, yeah. they just reached a thousand episodes. God damn. Yeah, and uh, I started watching it like three years ago, and then I caught up and I started reading it. So. Every now and then I go back and I watch it, but it, that's the thing about anime. The, like, the manga is always far ahead than the animation that comes on TV. Oh, yeah. For sure. Is it, is it like one, is it one of those things where um, it, it gets better the more it goes? Yeah, I can honestly say for who, those who haven't seen it, no. When they hear One Piece, they're like, oh, no. You know, I don't want to watch that. That's like, 500 plus episodes it does yeah it yeah it does take a while for it to like get to that point but once you get to a certain part of it it just takes off and it just doesn't stop going up man it's like really good 
Oh shit. See, that's what's up. One Piece. I got I got a cousin that likes well both of my cousins really enjoy One Piece, but I didn't watch it for that same reason that y'all talking about. It's very it's like so many episodes. And I just feel like I'm I'm way past you know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna catch up to to the lore compared to like everybody else. Yeah, and like speaking of lore, like I said, I, I tend to catch a lot of Easter eggs throughout the whole series that I remembered and they have like their movies and whatnot, but for the most part that that is one of my favorite right now you know and like i said obviously the, what really got him got me into anime and you guys might have heard of this it used to come out on um warner bros or channel 39 houston it was oh, yeah. a, sh- a shaman king oh i kind of remember it actually yeah it was a uh, shaman king shaman yeah, it's yeah, they uh they had a little like splurge of like a couple of animes that came out there. Channel 39? Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a Saturday morning. Yeah, I know they had a Saturday morning bar on like WB, but I honestly didn't know the only I only thought that wait, well, what is on um, Pokemon? 39? Warner Bros. Mm-hmm. I was busy watching fucking it it was around the same block as a uh, Digimon, I think, if I remember. Yeah, that's probably yep. why I was watching Digimon. Yeah, like I said, they this they had. Cool. This looks dope, dude. It it, it 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 was like the launch for me. I saw this and I'm just like, what what's going on here? And it was just the art style I was drawn. And as soon as I watched it, I knew that it was like Japanese. You know, it was just like. It was from from another country and stuff, and yeah, they had another one called Satch Bell. Not a lot of people remember that one. It was like a little puppet that would shoot lightning from his mouth. No, I don't. It sounds a little familiar, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it was like I said. It was those Saturday mornings, waking up, you know, eight o'clock, grabbing that bowl of cereal, sitting in front of that TV, and just being like, "All right, let's get this like thong going on." I think it it was. Um, it was it was good in the beginning, and then they started replacing it with other shows like Static Shock, you know. Yeah, like the little superhero shows, Batman. You got your Static Shocks and yeah, Batman, like Animaniacs and shit. Yeah, but like I said, I was busy. I was fucking watching. Power Rangers. Wait, wait, hold on. Siggy, you sound a little low. Like you're far. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, there it goes. I just didn't know that um, those are Japanese shows. It took me longer to figure that out. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, it, it basically broke down that barrier for me. Because, like, uh, in school, like, and, like, I would say, like, middle school, I would, like, end up going to, like, the library and just you know i would like oh read what is it calvin and hobbs you know oh, yeah I would, I would read some garfield you know i would i would read just something that's like you know just drawn out cartoony. and whatnot cartoony and whatnot and yeah once i heard about uh manga oh man it was that was it i was just like okay this is this is really cool like this is really neat and having to learn teach yourself how to read the 
the other way too, because the way their books are written, like you got to read from like right to left instead of left to right. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just like a whole unique experience, huh? Yeah, yeah, and it's just like I said, it's it's. It was just one of those things where I'm just like, okay, this is like really neat. This, this is really great. They um, they also had a subscription uh, back in the day too. It was called Shonen Jump. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Shonen Jump was basically just a whole bunch of like a whole bunch of animes. They had Yu Gi Oh. They had like Shaman King. They had some Dragon Ball Z in there. They had like Naruto. You know, and and like every other week or so, they would they would sh- like send them out and you would get like a different volume of wherever it is you left off and whatnot. It was like a subscription box before the subscription boxes became cool, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, basically. And I think they did a lot of showcases. I think isn't that basically where One Piece uh came from? From Shonen yeah. Jump? Yep, yep. Shonen Jump uh happens to have a lot of the all stars that I like to consider. Like they have uh you know they have your Goku they have a uh, oh speaking of Goku Dragon Ball Z yeah that was uh that was top tier back in the day too I, I remember watching that but on Cartoon Network. Tsunami. The tsunami block right after school they always have that fucking tsunami block. Yeah, and uh, Samurai Jack. I mean that's not anime man, but that's still a really good one too to to watch. Oh yeah, Samurai Jack was very, very artistic, in the soundtrack and the visuals. I feel like it was like far ahead of its time back then, and it's funny because, uh, I mean, growing up when the internet came came out and everything, I would go to the library and just play the little like flash games they would make on like Cartoon Network website. It was it was really fun. It was enjoyable. It was a it was a great pastime. Yeah, it was definitely nostalgia right there. It was definitely some nostalgia. But yeah, that's a, that's a nice little background on uh on Soggy King. Yeah. So like I said, he's he's he I was gonna cosplay as him. I was gonna order the the mask, it was gonna come from Italy. This guy, like I found it on Etsy because like you know, I have I do have some friends who can make it, but this guy already had it broken down and he's just like, Look, if you want it painted. If you want it, uh, like the screw on, like nose and whatnot, it's uh, it's it's gonna go up to like one ninety nine. But you know, I can I can send it out to you. And I was I was really biting my nails because I'm just like, man, like, do I really want to cosplay that bad? Like, do I really want to dress up as this guy and make a outfit last minute? But I was just like, you know what? Nah, I'll just eventually get to it. Because uh, at that time too, we were uh, uh, my woman that I'm with. She was gonna also uh, cosplay as somebody from the same series and whatnot. And uh, when you go and you buy your passes to go to the conventions, they're like, "Well, what do you want to be called?" And my mind said, "Soggy King." Mm. What what convention was it? It was uh, it was Ikikon in San Antonio, oh, and okay. I would like to say that was probably my second uh, anime convention I've been to. I went, my original one convention I went to was in Houston and it was called Anime Matsuri. Mm. Uh, 
The one, one convention I that I wanted to go to was that Dragon Ball Z one, bro. The first one that they had in Dallas. Kind of hate that I missed that hoe. When was this? This was a long time. It was like four or five years ago. They had like actors and shit, voice actors and shit. Oh shit! Have they ever had Comic Con over here or close by? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They Comic Con. Uh, I I might be confusing it with another con, but that one, that one happens in Houston a lot, and it happens at the George R. Brown Center. Oh shit! Yeah, like I think uh, whenever the Marvel thing was like popping off and whatnot, like mm. you 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 had Deadpool there coming, that you had the actors, uh, from uh, the Avengers showing up there, and like not like Thor, it would mainly be like Loki. It would probably be a uh, Black Widow showing up. I think oh I think Stan Lee went to uh, one of those cons and you were able to take pictures of him and you know get your, get his autograph you know like rest in peace to him he was a he was a living legend for sure for real oh yeah made so many kids happy man like you said with the comic books and just reading and it was a very very entertainment very very entertaining I mean. Yeah, and and like I said, back in middle school, when I like uh, before I like started making friends towards uh, high school, I would the library is where I spend most of my time. You know, I would just read stuff, and reading comics was one of my favorite pastimes. And like I said, they only had like the basic things. Like they also had this one called called uh, the Far Side, and it was just like almost single pictures that just was like this one line punches of like jokes. Oh and, shit. <laughs> Oh, there's a book it. full of jokes, like a joke book. Yeah, it was like it. They had like one drawing on it, and it was just be kind of corny, you know. Had some really like uh, corny jokes and whatnot, but it was it was really entertaining. And like I would check them out, and I would be reading them in class, and teachers would be like, "Hey, you can't read that in here." And I'm like, "But I checked it out from the library." And they're like, "Let me let me look at this." They look at the book. They're like, "We have this in the library." I'm like, "Yeah." He's just like. I might want to go check that out. Like they had like, oh, they had like a lot of Calvin and Hobbes. They had a crap ton of Garfield. Like, yeah, I think uh, I think the high school we went to, yeah, they had a lot of Garfield. And every every week I was there and I would take my time just reading it. Just reading it. Not trying to kill it in one day or in, or in an hour. I would just read it throughout the classes. But it took me a while to learn that. The voice of Garfield, the animation was a... Uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, I just had his name. Uh, he came out in Ghostbusters. The voice of Garfield? Yeah. Got you. I think Bill Murray? Was it Bill oh, Murray? Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill Murray. Yeah. I didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that until right now. So today I <laughs> Yeah, it, that that shit was wild. That when I found out about that, I was just like, "No way!" It makes sense because he has such a monotone voice. <laughs> They're saying Chris Pratt is gonna do the voice of the new Garfield. Apparently, Chris Pratt is gonna do every fucking like animated <laughs> voice. He's gonna be real, all fucking wild to me. Yeah, it's crazy. He ascended. He ascended to the animated. Yeah, and there's and the and speaking of like ascending to like the the animation, 
part there's a there was a convention i went to and like i made like i met the voice actor of the the what's his name garlic jr from dragon ball z he was also he was also the voice for one of the characters from yu yu Hakushu. he had like mm. black hair he had like the little bandana on and it's funny because you get them you get them all just on like stage and you can go up to the mic and you can ask him a question and there was like a lot of younger people going up there and were saying like hey you know, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan. You know, I uh, I really want to do what you guys are doing, voice, like, you know, voice acting and whatnot. Just want to see what you guys recommend it. And they would they would all just give you facts. They were just like, look, you can go to this school. Uh, go ahead and get you recordings, you know, get you, like, 12 recordings of you making one sound and just practice it and practice it. And then get all the samples in and then do another voice. Because a lot of those pe- same people were people who did video games. Uh, people who did like a whole bunch of movies and whatnot, and most of them, I, I got to give it up, but they were they were from Texas too. Oh shit! That is random as hell. Yep, but yeah, if you didn't know, yeah, the voice of Garfield was Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Dope as fuck. Well, yeah, man. That's I think. Itself, and that was pretty fucking beautiful. So, maybe Wait, one of these days you? I'll join you. Huh? You said you went to one? No, well, I'll just say Renaissance, the Renfest. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, oh man, yeah, I uh, like I said, I've been there because uh, like I'm I'm all about that medieval times. I'm all about like dragons and like armor. Oh yeah, and when and I stepped this. in there it just made me I was like I feel like I stepped into Skyrim, bro. Like it felt insane. <laughs> Everybody was talking all crazy like that and shit and it was it was cool, man. It was a very cool experience. Like I'm I want to go back. You know, just uh just want to say, you know, the best time to get tickets is uh in March. They sell them I think for like 10 or 20 dollars a pop. Oh, well, I'm going to definitely be on the lookout and shit. Yeah. And, like, no bullshit. And, uh, everybody be there, bro. Yeah. Yeah, man. And, like, and like I said, I went there. I've, I've gone maybe three or four times, you know, and I always go with my buddy. Like, I already have my, like, my, like, Matt routed. The first time I went, Everything was new to me. Like I said, I had gotten a lot of recommendations. They're like, hey, you know, go look at the Greek girls. They do that that rope dancing and whatnot. You can get you a giant turkey leg, man. You have to get that turkey leg. You don't have to, but it's 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 common to get that turkey leg when you're there. And the shops are really cool, man. Like they have like keyblades. I'm pretty sure um I think there was a last episode or two. You guys were talking about how you uh, you went out there and you were experiencing that. And it is true. People come up to you and they're like, how are you today, my Lord? It's just like, would you like to go ahead and grab something to eat today? Yeah, you know? bro. And, and it's you, you, you start you start hearing that. You start looking around and you and you get you get more and more sucked into it. And it's great. Definitely. Because you have the pirates, you have the barbarians, you have just normal people. And I think. I think like what Sticky said was that you you walk in there as a human, but you walk out feeling like a wizard, you know. <laughs> For sure, dude. 
100%. That's why somebody, I don't fucking, like I said before, somebody just sold me on the fucking cloak because we just walked in the shop or just looked around and I was just like, this is full of it. was just like, it's like, do you, this is the correct way to put on the cloak. We just broke it down. Like you put, you can put it on like different ways to protect your your lady when you with her. When you need to grab your sword, and we just went into really great detail about it. It's like you know what? You just buy a fucking book before I walk out. Not much shit. Like I do want to go back and see. I feel like there's so much I could have seen and I didn't see. And it's you spend so much money easily. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, they used to. <laughs> I wanted this as a kid, but I'm best man. I got the funds now. I'm gonna buy this shit regardless. Fuck it. Yeah, and I think one of the coolest things I saw was the walking sticks that you can fill it with alcohol. Yeah, wait, I didn't <laughs> see that. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, they, they said walking sticks, and you like it's cool because you go up to uh, one of those shops that sell staffs and weapons and stuff, and it literally all it's like a it's like a pole like that's maybe that's like like five 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 six, and it, you can fill it up with booze, and it has like a straw at the end, and sometimes every now and then you get a good deal because like if you buy this here. For the rest of the day, you could come back and keep getting free refills. Oh, shit. What yeah. the hell? See, I didn't know that, bro. I didn't know that at all. Yeah. the the Like I said, the mead, uh, I've never, so personally, I don't really ever drink a lot. You know, I'm like, the whole, like, drinking thing was kind of new to me maybe, like, two years ago, three years ago. But that mead they have there is really good because... I drank it. I'm like, oh man, this tastes like like apple soda. You know, I, I I chugged it. Next thing you know, I'm walking and like my steps started getting slower. I started leaning to the sides, and this person is just like, "Are you okay, sir? It seems you are staggering upon yourself." And I was just like, "Yeah, I just drank a whole thing of mead." He was just like, "Come here. Have you ever had this strong alcohol before?" And I'm like, "It's strong." He's like, yeah, it's uh, it's like equivalent to like a two beers and a half. And I was just like, "Dang." <laughs> it was just like ah just tread lightly and so where did you get this one from i'm like i got it from the pirate place ah yeah those pirates all, all they do is drink rum and play <laughs> loud music and they just dance around you know and it's it's really fun like i said you you get sucked into that you know like not even like an hour later like all, all the way like all the way through i'm just over here people come up to you randomly and they'll try to spar with you and shit if you got like a weapon and whatnot it's it's amazing like it's it's definitely amazing it's funner with a lot of more people and if you could dress up it, it'd be like i said i would probably dress up as a wizard you know gandalf you know beard and hat and everything if you can Come out here and let's do it. So, speaking of that, they have one here in, uh, uh, so I stay out here like in Austin and mm -hmm. they have their own. It's called the Sherwood Fair, spelled oh. C-S-H-E-R-W-O-O-D. Mm. And, and it's around the same time. I think it's like only on the weekends and it's like maybe 30 or 35, 40 minutes outside of Austin going towards Houston. And it's, it's apparently the same thing. But like I said, I, ha I didn't have I didn't have the chance to go check it out, especially because uh, how COVID things were. 
and whatnot. You know, a lot of people kind of relaxed on going out and whatnot. But they do say it is like Texas Renaissance Festival. So I might just go and check that one out too next year. What was that? Oh, I would say. Let's see. I think would you it say it's like the same thing, like October through November and shit, or yeah, like around September, like uh, okay. like it starts around September and it's around like November and whatnot. And that's 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 another thing too. So I think it's the same concept for like conventions. So gotcha. the anime conventions are normally like two days, you know, on a weekend. And if you can try to go on the last weekend because that's when everything's on sale. You know, mm. like like everything goes on sale. Like I'm not a really a cheapskate. I just like, you know, I like to bargain. Uh, you know, yeah. you can like say uh you want a keyblade. When you go there day one, it's like fifty, sixty dollars. And then come around like the last days, it goes up it goes down to like twenty five or thirty dollars, you know. Oh shit. Yeah, off right there. But yeah, I'm gonna definitely be looking for tickets for the Rams Fest, like you said. And you said March, they'd be cheap as hell, though. So. Mm-hmm. They call the it the, they call it the sell of the century, you know. And uh, if you sign up for their email notifications or whatnot, they'll tell you, "Hey, look, in about two weeks, we're gonna have the sell of the century. You get four tickets for like thirty dollars." Oh shit! Yeah. It's a good time. Like I said, it's definitely a good time. And I'm a I'm I'm a really like foodsy person. I had like steak on a stick. I had like chicken on a stick. I had the turkey leg. I had the funnel cake. Uh, I, like I said, I had the meat. Yeah, I just wanted to eat when I went there. I just wanted to eat and drink. <laughs> For years I drank IPAs. I ain't never drunk. <laughs> the meat that you told me to get was sweet. I think that was the first wine. That was like the first thing before I went. But yeah, yeah, meat sounds interesting. I want to give that. I want to give that motherfucker a try too. Get a big ass wooden fucking cup. One little John pimp cup, but wooden and shit. <laughs> Get you a, a tusk, like a like a oh long, yeah. yeah. Get you a tusk Spiky. with a little yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's more your vibe, like going as a <laughs> for real. like a Viking and shit. That'd be yeah. dope. Best control. Best control. Oh man! All right, so I'll go. I'll, like I said, I'll I'll go ahead and start with the basics of pest control. So let me ask you guys this: When you guys hear pest control, what are what are the things you you guys think about? Roaches, killing roaches. Wait, I, I think you're breaking up, Sticky. We can't, uh, we, I don't th- can you hear him? I can, I, he's cutting in and out. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you sound like far away. 
Wait, can you hear it? Yeah, can you hear us? I can I can hear Chile loud and clear. Well, um I just I I mainly just think about um usually like roaches, rats, um just stuff that's at home. I know there's some commercial buildings too. The commercial buildings usually I see deal with like rats and um possums. Just your average, you know, pests basically. Yeah. And and that's a that's some people like to say a pest is something that you don't want at your house. Yeah. You know, it's just something that's there, you know, and whatnot. Now the the way it works in the pest control business is that there is a lot of money in the industry and not a lot of people know about it. You know, recently, so I, I've only been doing this for about three years now and you have to have a license for that. Yeah. You know, and to achieve and get the license, you got to do your, you know, you got to do your hours as an apprentice with somebody who has a license. And mm. then you got to go ahead and go do an exam, you know, with the, Texas, you know, state of board, and there's there's a lot of things to to learn about pest control, though, because you know some people think it's just like oh, killing bugs, I can do that, you know, it's just give me something to spray, I'll kill them. Well, did you guys know that the stuff in Raid is more potent and harmful and like harmful than the stuff I actually have as chemicals? Oh, I bet, I bet it smells pretty fucking poisonous. Yeah. So what Raid does, and I, I like telling this to my customers, is that when you use Raid, you get that instant gratification. You spray, they die on the spot. But what I use, it, it lasts months. You know, it lasts months. And I always tell people, look, give it about realistically three to four days. You're going to see a lot of bugs. And you're going to see a whole bunch of dead ones because I've had, like I said, I got stories, but right now I'm just kind of just, you know, branching out the, the pest biz. And I just tell people, look, it's, it's, uh, the insight could be done, you know, you know, once or twice a month, or I mean, sorry, once or twice, maybe three or four out of the, uh, three out of four months. And I like to give people a warranty, meaning like, I'll go ahead and, you know, take care of whatever problem you're having, you know, and then if you see something between those three months, just give me a call, I'll come back and I'll take care of it, you know, that way you can have that peace of mind knowing that what I use, you know, is working or isn't working or it might take a little bit longer. Now, I'm going to get a little bit more technical now. Hmm. So there's more to pest control than just dealing with rats, you know, what we call like, you know, I guess like rodents. And whatnot. There's, there's, you gotta, you gotta know what you're using, what mm. chemical, you know, what chemical branch it falls in, and how you should apply it. Because there is a golden rule that we have, and that golden rule is the label is the law. Mm. Now, the reason why I said that is because not only do we have to go through the Texas Board of Certifications and, uh, you know, and permissions and whatnot. But we also deal greatly with the TDA, which is the Texas Department of Agriculture, yeah. you know, because here's the thing, and this is just hypothetically speaking, 
you want to go ahead and go take care of somebody's house, you know, you got to know what product you're using because if you mis misapply that product, not only will you get a fat fine. And when I say fat fine, like I'm talking about 2,500 minimum, you know, you also got to make sure there's no runaway, you know, because when it rains, yeah. the, when it rains, people think, oh, the product washes out. So you guys need to come back out again. Technically, that's not true. You know, now if it rains and it's raining like hardcore, like it does in Houston, <laughs> which, yeah, you know, yeah. it floods out there and whatnot. Yeah, it could, it could be an issue. You know, it can be an issue. You know, we can go back and reapply the product, but we got to follow what the label says because there's some labels that I read that says, do not spray in a nursing home. Do not spray in a daycare. Do not spray, you know, in a vehicle, you know. Mm -hmm. When you're using this product, make sure there's open windows and there's air flowing through. And you got to know what you're using because what can happen is, and I, I can't really specify the name of the chemical, but there's a chemical that I use. If I drop something between two to four ounces in a pond, all the fishes die. Mm. All the fishes die. Literally all the fishes die. And to get that, out of that that fishing pond well i hate to say it but that you're gonna get in trouble yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta gonna... call like environment the environmental group and you gotta let them know what happened and stuff like that huh mm -hmm. yeah you gotta let them know hey look i i did a boo-boo i made a mistake uh my name is this person this is my license number and they'll come and they'll investigate you know because the thing about tda and pest control is that we we all have an agreement you know, we're out here, you know, trying to do what we need to do so to keep all these bugs away, you know. Mm -hmm. Basically, some of the stuff we use is to control the population of what's really going on and outside your house. So another thing that gets more technical with pest control is that you got to know what you're dealing with, you know. And mm -hmm. in, in Texas, there are five different kinds of cockroaches. The one that you do not want, and this is just... You know, this is just for everybody to know. It's the the German roach. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the indoor ones with the little mm -hmm. brown, little brown patch on them. Mm hmm. Yep, that's the one. And I hate to say it, but that's actually one of my least favorite jobs because they they can be so hard to get under control and mm -hmm. taken care of. You know, and like I said, the normal ones you see are like the sewer ones, aka the American roaches. You know, there's the brown bandits, there's the smoky brown, and German roaches, which are all really common, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. I said, you got to know what you're dealing with. You know, you got to know what the bug does to reproduce, what it eats, and where to find them. Mm. You know? Now, let me go ahead and rewind a little bit. So I've only been doing this for three years. Mm. And one thing... What I was doing before I started killing bugs and getting rid of, rid of rodents was I was spraying for mosquitoes. Mm. And, you know, I was I you know, I was working at O'Reilly's, you know, I was just like making 10 bucks an hour, you know, delivering parts and whatnot. And then I had a buddy of mine be like, hey, well, if you want, you want to come over and do pest control. And I'm over here like pest control. I'm like, yeah, this starts off at 16. I was just like, shit, say no more. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and, you know, I started uh, spraying with mosquitoes and, 
you know, the person that's there, they have a commercial license. And the commercial license allows them to have apprentices and other people with their license to go out there and train with you. So, you know, you get there, they, they give you a fogger, which is like a, just imagine a leaf blower, a backpack leaf blower, but with the four gallons jug attached to it. Oh, and okay. you got to, like I said, you got to know what you're using. You know, you got to know a little bit of chemistry. And like mm-hmm. I said, you have to read that label because you don't also want to con- contradict what it is that you're using to control the environment. Because if it rains and it ends up in a sewer, you know, they can go and figure that out. And here's, here's the scary part. Say I go use a product somewhere and it rains and it washes down the sewers. You know, mm-hmm. those, those scientists can find out what chemical was used. And then they can pull up a map and be like, okay, this house, they, they'll go to the house and be like, hey, we've, uh, we noticed some pesticides being used around your house. Um, do, do you guys have the name of the people that service you? They'll go and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, am I going to say what my company name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll just call it uh, Los Pestos Hermanos, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, you know, the Pestos Hermanos. And they'll go and they'll investigate. They'll be like, okay. So this product got used uh, by this company, and then they can, and we gotta have, we have to have a paper trail, you know. Paper trail means everything. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, okay, well, let's say you use uh, chemical X, you know. Well, they're gonna look through all the paperwork, and they're gonna see all the people who use chemical X, and then they'll start branching out people until they finally come to the corporate, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when they find out who did it and what they did, they, like I said, they'll find you, and it's not cheap. You know, not you can, it, it's not cheap and they'll take, they might, you might, they might even take your license away, depending on how bad the damage is, you know? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Cause that runoff, uh, it goes to like drinking water stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I said, if it gets in the sewers, then we like, like I said, that, that can end up somewhere else. Yeah. Cause harm to the environment, you know? Get rid of, get rid of animal life that we actually do need. Yeah, and I can, I, I can, like I said, I can mess up the ecosystem because, say, I'm spraying something down for ladybugs. You know, if I kill too many ladybugs, another type of species or bug might increase and fluctuate, and now you got to deal with that. And yeah. then you kind, you kind of, like I said, we're technically messing with Mother Nature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that because then you have some weird repercussions that are that are kind of unheard of, and it just causes a whole bunch of damage. Mm-hmm. And it it's and like I said, it 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 logically makes sense, you know. And that's then that's what one of my uh one of my favorite managers would tell me. It's just like just use logical sense. If it's raining, don't apply this shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's another thing too. The weather pay pay like plays a huge role in what I do. You know, every like I'm constantly checking the radar because number one, depending on what equipment you use to apply, if it's too windy, you have a chance of what we like to call drift. You know, say I'm using the big backpack fogger and I'm spraying, well, that might get drifted into your neighbor's yards and whatnot. And then, dude, that's a whole nother thing because when I was spraying for mosquitoes, you would have, well, let me take a step back. Here in Austin, there's a lot of people who are all about green. You know, recycle here, used, you know, you know, (laughs) I call them hummus dipping, you know, people who like to eat hummus. Yeah. (laughs) The hummus dippers, the save the butterflies, 
the recycle oh, everything. The peppers, the fucking <laughs> avocado toast eaters. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. You know, and then there's some people like I said. Um, so, quick, quick side story. He it wasn't until I got here where into where I I encountered my first Karen. You know, and like oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I like I know that's a really like like gives uh it could be hurtful to some people, but personally, yeah, let's not let's call let's not call them Karens, all right? Because you know I'm kind of and I'm engaged to someone named Karen, and <laughs> you know it's just strike the court with her. We're just gonna can we call them um Caitlyn's or some shit? Yeah, yeah, we we could call them strongly opinionated people. <laughs> you know? Sarah's. Yeah, let's call them Sarahs. Come on, Sarahs. Yeah, strongly opinionated Sarahs. And you know, it was the first time I ever had a Sarah come up to me, and she was just like, "Do you know what you're doing for the environment? Is bad. Ever oh. since you guys got here, I haven't seen a single butterfly, and I haven't seen like anything oh, like uh, come to my yard and whatnot." And I'm just like, "Oh well, I mean, we have different." No, I'm not done talking to you yet. You guys need to stop coming. And she just she went at me. You know, now, if I was younger, I will honestly say I would have replied, you know, I would have gotten like instigated to do something. But now that I'm ultra older, I mean, sorry, I, like I'm more patient. I hear them out and I'm just like, look, I just want to say that I get where you're coming from, but we're trying our best to make sure what we're using stays on this property. I get it. You don't like the smell, but there's nothing I could do about it. Legally, I'm allowed to be here and use what I'm using. Well, I don't I don't want to see your face ever again. If I see your truck, I'm going to throw something at you. And I'm like, please don't do that. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm being nice with you right now. I haven't done anything wrong to you. You know, if anything, what we were doing was we were tr trying to control the, the mosquito population. Because, I mean, Houston has them bad, really bad all the time. Anywhere in general, if it rains, if it gets humid. You know, yeah. the, there's there's just a shit ton of mosquitoes, and we, what we were doing is we were controlling the mosquito population. So instead of getting bit up like 15, 20 times, we would drop it down to like two or three times. Mm -hmm. And how much do you think a service like that would cost? Just, just numbers. Pay for what? For mosquitoes? Yeah. Mm, man, like you're treating someone personally, art is what you say. Yeah. I think it's gonna cost like one something, one fifty, one sixty, something in that range. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. That sounds yeah. Like a good amount. Services ain't cheap, man, and I understand that. So Yeah. And it's true. And and here's the thing, like and like uh the thing about that is that so when I was working with them, I would do fourteen to fifteen jobs. So, you know, I'm about to to speak math right now. But say you do fifteen jobs at one hundred fifty each, and one day you make twenty two fifty. Yeah. One day. One day is twenty two fifty. Twenty two fifty times say you want to work five days a week, that's about eleven, almost eleven, almost like eleven hundred or eleven thousand a week. Eleven, eleven times four, forty four thousand. It's good money, man. <clears throat> yeah, but here's the here's the big thing. Nobody wants to do this job. Oh yeah, that's why, <laughs> that's why I act, bro. That's why every time you send shit in the little Snapchat group, I'm like, bro, I 
salute you all the time. Cause I'm like, bro, I couldn't do it. I'm too fucking bitch. I'm too scared. I don't like flying insects. I see you destroying fucking wasp nests and oh. fucking with black widows and shit. And I'm like, bro, I had to climb under. I had to go in um under a house and I saw like a bunch of black widows and bro, I was just freaking out from that. I saw like decomposed bones from a fucking. I don't know what type of rodent it was. It probably was like a little possum or some shit, but I was freaking out just from seeing that shit. So I commend you, bro. Salute. You're a real one. You're one of the real heroes because we need people like you to come out here and fucking exterminate, bro. Get rid of the pest. Yes. That's a real, like, that's a real ass job, man. Straight up. What's one of the crazier things you, you have to deal with? Like, what's... I know you were telling us a story about, like, a a, rat, a random story about somebody, like, house... Somebody was, like, house squatting in somebody's house and shit. Oh, yeah. I got, I, <laughs> <laughs> so that happened recently. And, like I said, it, it's it's funny... Um, it's funny that you, you say that... You talk about that story because... Uh, let me start from the beginning. So, you know, I, I have an appointment, you know. What I like about my job in this company is that I work at my own pace. If I want to wake up at 8, if I want to wake up at 7 or 6 and start my day, I can do that, you know. And I uh, I, uh, I get there and the customer's just like, hey, uh, I'm going to be there around 9 o'clock. And I'm like, well, hey, look, I, I have about 12 jobs today. Uh, you're my third one up. You know, I can be there at exactly that time. He's like, okay, cool, cool, you know. We get there, and uh, what I'm dealing with is carpenter ants, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, real quick side fact: when people hear about carpenter ants, the uh, ants they they think about oh, they're destroying my, uh, they're destroying like they're getting to my walls and whatnot. And one thing that I can say is that if there's anything to do with termites, I can't talk about it because number one, I get in big trouble, but number two, I need a termites license. So, yeah, so it's it's there's there's certain like restrictions to the license I apply. I can do like the basic stuff, but if it's termites, it's a whole another ball game. Lots of money, you know, but it's a whole yeah, other ball game. That. Yeah, I saw that. I, I I was I remember I was applying, and there was two different applications. One was for pest control, and another one was specifically for a termite. And I thought it was the same thing, but the pay was obviously way more for the the termite. Um, application. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I said, they get paid really good. Like I said, you know, but we can we can jump into that that termite uh, license here in a bit because uh, I'm I'm there. You know, he said, "Hey, I want to show you something on the outside." So, you know, this is where the carpenter ants are coming. Carpenter ants are really cute. You know, I think they're cute because they're curious. They basically uh, they nest within. They can nest between your wall. And uh, your, you know, your outer layer. What and, are carpenter ants? Those are like the little. Well, maybe those, I'm thinking the sugar ants. Those are like the little black ants, or no? Yeah, yeah. So the, the the little black ants are they? You know, they call them sugar ants, but that's that's an, this this ant's completely different. Okay. This ant likes to nest in deadwood, and when how you know you have them is that wherever you see them, it could be in the corners of your windows, it can be underneath the sink. You'll see a whole bunch of like sawdust being collected. And that's where the name carpenter ant comes from because people like to think, oh, well, they're eating my wood. Well, in reality, what they need to eat is dead wood, you know, oh. rotting wood, you know. And and like I said, I'm there and I tell my like, hey, look, the reason why you're probably seeing them is because you see this tree branch 
this tree branch is, you know, touching, touching your house. To, and what I like about dealing with ants that you got to follow the trail. You follow the trail, you find where the nest is at, take care of the nest, boom, easy money. You know? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. He, t- he tells me, he's just like, this is where I see them. He's like, let's go on the inside and I'll show you where they're coming from on the inside. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he, he, uh, it's, a, it's a rental house. He just, he just had the people move out, you know, and he had it cleaned and everything. And he goes inside and he goes like, hey, I'm just going to check the master bedroom real quick. And I'm like, cool. I'm over here walking, looking around, trying to find evidence, trying to do, he's just doing my job. And then he goes to the master bedroom and he grabs the doorknob and all you hear is click. And he's just like, that's weird. He's like, did they lock it? He's like, damn, I don't have the key. So we go outside to the backyard and there's double doors that go into the master bedroom. He puts his head in there through the, through the glass, on the glass, and he sees through. He doesn't say anything. He looks at me. He goes like, hey, can you come with me to the front? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm over here like kind of weirded out because I'm just like, okay. You know, <laughs> we, get to the, we get to the front yard and it's just like, all right, now that we're here, I just want to tell you that there's an unwanted guest in there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he was just like, yeah. And I'm like, I- is-, is it a guy? Like, is he sleeping? Is it a homeless person? And he's just like, I don't know. I don't know how he got there or why he's in there, but I got to make a phone call real quick. He gets on the phone, you know, he gets on the phone with APD, you know, Austin police department. Mm. And he's, and he starts, he gives him information. He's just like, you know, I haven't want to guess here. They're like, do you want us to come out? He's like, come out now, please. And whatnot. And he gets, you know, he hangs up the phone. And as soon as he hangs up the phone, he looks at me and I grin because inside, like I'm, I'm laughing, you know, I'm not laughing at his <laughs> fortune. You know, I'm just laughing in general because I'm like, dude, this guy's about to like explode. And this guy dropped the and the MF word. He dropped the fucking word. He said shit. He said piss. He said everything, you know, on the freaking book. And it was just like, man, it's just like, well, this sucks. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm like <laughs> trying to be sympathetic to him. And I'm like, yeah, it does suck. You know, because it's like, well, what do we do in this instance? And I'm like, well. In this instance, I, I got a I got a job to go down the street and take care of. By the time you get this stuff taken care of, maybe I can come back and service. He was just like, Yeah, man, let's just, just go ahead and do that for me and whatnot. So that's how that's how when I showed the Snapchat story, that's basically the part I said. So what ended up happening was that he called me back and he was just like, Hey, I'm like, Yeah. He says, You think you can come back? I'm like, Well, technically I was gonna be in the area to two o'clock. And it's like, no, it's cool. If you want to reschedule, like, it's it's not a problem and whatnot. And, I'm, and I was looking at his invoice, and this was a $250 job. Like, and I'm oh, working shit. on, I, yeah, I'm working, <clears throat> on, I'm working on commission. And I'm like, no, hold on. I'll be right there in a bit, you know? <laughs> so, you know, my happy little ass drove in my truck. I got there. And uh, it's funny because, like, I told some of my friends what was going down. And I, I, I hate to say it. Some of them were like, you should have stayed and see what, what was going to happen. But, like I said, I... I did want to stay and see what happened because what he ended up telling me was that the guy put up a fight. Oh shit. Yeah. The guy put up a fight. They opened up the door. It was a, it was a female cop and a male cop. And they were just like, are you going to, are you going to come willingly? And as soon as they said that he put up his hands and he started, they, they came towards him and he started struggling, pushing, you know, pushing them back and everything. And this is what the guy was telling me. He's like, he started pushing them back and whatnot, and they ended up just tackling him and handcuffing him, and they put him in the back, the, uh, in the back of the car, and they were just asking him questions. So what had happened was, was that 
that community, that area specifically, it's, I guess it's like the suburbs, you know, the lower end suburbs and whatnot. And mm-hmm. word got on the street that there was a house that was vacant and nobody was going to be in there. So what they thought they were going to have was a trap house. And it was uh, funny. Yeah. And it was funny because the <laughs> the customer, he was just like, yep. And you know what? They ain't got the trap house. No more. <laughs> and I, I was laughing my ass off because I told him sure I'm like look man like I would have stayed here and like helped you out you know if you would have told me that he's breaking out I would have told you go left and right and he busted out laughing he was just like the fact that we're both strangers and you still have my back like man that just you know that really you know shows you something you know because nowadays a lot of people do what they like to do and that's just mind their own damn business you know right so I took care of his job and I got a $20 tip at the end of it. You know, he um, he told me he wanted me to be the one to take care of that house for him and whatnot. So I have a current customer now. That's what's and, up. Yeah. And like I said, yeah, things worked out. You know, it was just funny because that was one of those interactions where I was just like, it, it had it had I gone in there by myself, you know, have mm-hmm. I, had they just been like, oh, well, here's the key. Uh, go in there and do the service, and I ran. I encountered that person. I don't know what I would have done. Exactly, because it's like, well, um, shit. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, and and it's funny because like my friends told me, like knowing you, you wouldn't be like, hey, dog, you need to get the fuck out. Like I'm trying to do my job, and that's something I would have done. I would have told the guy, hey, dude, you need to get out of here. I like, I don't know what you're doing in here, but I'm trying, trying, trying to do a job. And like I said, I'm a little bit more older now. I'm not as as lenient and as as fast as I used to be when I was younger and whatnot. But like I said, had he want to throw hands, like he would have caught them, you know? He would have caught some pesticides <laughs> in the face. Yeah. And like I said, I'm I'm pretty I'm like I could be dramatic, you know. Like I said, if I had my equipment, I would just whack them with the with the metal can across the head. Yeah, but, yeah, bro, but at the same time, like I said, like I'm at the point where I'm just like, nah, you know what? Like I, I don't want to deal with it. No, it's not worth it, man. And like I said, I like this company because my boss has my back. You know, I called my boss and I told her what was going on. She told me, this is like, well, sweetie, if he would have done something to you and you would have hit him back, I would have, I would have been there at the hospital for you. Or I would have been there to, you know, hold him and you punch him, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's a real boss, man. We need more bosses like that. Yeah, for real. You know, but yeah, that's one of the stories. That's an interaction I had. And like I said, I told my woman, she was laughing her ass off, you know, obviously, because she's just like, you would have done something. You would have said something, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I would have, you know, but I made a hot $20 tip out of that. Oh, yeah, man. On top of your commission, shit. Yep. But another thing about pest control, and we could jump into it, is, uh, so in the pest control business, what makes you a shit ton of money is rodents dealing with rats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the in the state of New York. Uh, oh, man. Ro- yeah. In New- yeah. Yeah. There's this. Uh, <laughs> if you guys, <laughs> guys want to watch a really cool documentary, it's called Rats. And I think it's on Netflix or it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But it's called Rats. And it basically breaks down like the history of rats. It breaks you down the worst, you know, the top five worst cities with rodents. Obviously, number one is New York. York. And and the reason why is that is because they they can't do anything at all whatsoever, quote unquote, the most humane way to control their population. Mm. 
Is that because of the sewers? I, I hear that it's because of the, how big and how uh, crazy those tunnels and those sewers are and the subways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mainly the sewer system. But here's here's the weird thing. Uh, I barely got into this like like three years ago. But what was happening is that when COVID hit or, or hit, it was, uh, it was crazy because those sources, you know how restaurants would throw those foods and whatnot, the large amounts of food? Well, they started throwing out less and less, and they had, like, nothing but to-go orders. So that basically dropped down their source of food. And what had what is happening right now is that a whole bunch of rats are migrating from one place to another to find that source of food, you know. And I don't know if you've seen two rats fight before, but they, they fight pretty nasty, you know. And on top of that, they can carry over, like, 20 diseases. Ugh. Yeah. They can carry over 20 diseases. And the reason why they gnaw so much, they're always got to chew on something, is because if they don't chew down their teeth, they they grow, it get too long to the point where it can penetrate their skull and, you oh. know, st- stab them in the brain, and they die. Oh, shit. So their teeth just keep growing? Yep. And that's why they, they got to keep chewing. And no, they'll chew crazy things, man. They'll, they'll chew, like, through electric wires, and they'll, they'll fuck, like, buildings up because there's a... Rat that chewed through an electric wire. Uh, oh my goodness! They'll, they'll they'll chew through your wood. Like I remember, uh, there was a, one of the a, a podcasts you guys were saying that uh, Chile, you had your lunch uh, at, in a certain oh, yeah. place, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, it, and it seemed like yeah. the motherfucker opened the zipper and somehow got in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? bro, I hate the motherfuckers, bro. Yeah, they're oh. smart, huh? They're super smart. Yeah. So that's another thing too. Rats. So here's here's another rule. The rule of thumb is that if your thumb can fit in a hole, a big rat can get in there. If your pinky uh, can yeah. can fit in a hole, your uh, a little a little mice can get in there. Damn. Yep. And uh, it's crazy because uh, you won't notice this until you're in this business. But there's the little black boxes outside of uh, buildings and whatnot. Those are basically rodent bait stations. And what that does is that it lures the rodent to go in there, eat the bait we put out. Mm-hmm. So that way they don't it deprives them from going inside your house, you know? Ooh. But there is a lot of money in this because like I said, I have a buddy of mine. Like I said, uh, he works for the company. He's been doing this for eight years. And he tells me we to bring down the 30-foot ladder to go look at a hole where they're coming from. Easily three hundred dollars. Oh shit! Damn. Yeah, three hundred dollars. Just to look for a hole where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah. To bring boy, I I call it the big boy ladder, but it's the thirty foot ladder. You know the ones that roofers oh, used yeah. to get like on apartment buildings and shit. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he charges people three hundred, and then that's just through giving you an estimate. So, you know, I'll go out there and I'll tell you, oh, look, you got a hole here, you got a hole here, you got a hole here. And then you got to name your price, you know. Mm, okay. you, you name your price, but at the same time, it just depends on, like, what you can do for the job. Me, personally, I like to help people. Like, you know, I, 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 took, a, I took that personality test. Turns out, like, I'm a people pleaser. You know, that's why I can, I can carry myself as wanting to help people, you know, because I, I, I go and I take care of a whole bunch of insects and bugs for people. Every now and then I, I run into really genuine people and they're like, oh, well, I've never had this issue before. 
you know, I don't know how to, I don't know where these cockroaches come from or whatnot. And speaking of German roaches, the worst cockroaches, the reason why they're the worst is because a normal huge cockroach can hold between, American cockroach can carry between three to four eggs. A little German cockroach can carry between 20 to 30 eggs. What the fuck? Yeah, and those are common in like some restaurants and some apartment buildings. You know, you'll see the, the little clear brown ones with the stripes on the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, those are German roaches. And like I said, they're a pain to control and they're a pain to get like rid of. But that's why I don't go shopping at Goodwill. Because those guys can nest in the microwave. If you get yourself a brand new home, but you get your microwave from Goodwill, chances oh, are yeah, you- they just infest that shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> when I used to live on Edgebrook, it was like that, bro. It was terrible. Like I remember taking my PlayStation to um, my job to clean it out, and I opened that bitch, the PS4. Mm-hmm. It was it was like a roach fucking motel in that bitch. It was nasty yeah. as fuck. Yeah, and like I said, that's that 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 would do it. That would that would that mature system. You know, um another bad thing about German roaches is that if they um if a whole bunch of die in one spot, they produce an odor. I don't know the, the name for it, but it's it's a toxic odor that if you inhale it, you it, it, it basically damages your lungs and whatnot. You know, yeah. and, and they're also the ones that survive nuclear like, you know, explosions and shit like that. Oh, that's true. I forgot about that, yeah. Which is that? That's bring, this brings me to one point, bro. That's like the most. Like, are they used for anything? No. Like, what the fuck? Why are they here, bro? That's. I think they're the most pointless insects. Those ants and fucking. Oh my god, fleas have been getting on my nerves lately. Yeah, yeah, they they really don't. Like I said, I I like to sit there and argue with customers because. Like I have some customers who are just like, don't kill the hornets, don't kill the spiders, and I'm just like, why? Why did you call me to come here and service? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the fuck, don't kill the spiders, but I called you out here to fucking get rid of the pests. You know, you just take them and jar them and put them in like a fucking insect zoo or some shit. I mean, there was one point where I was collecting like uh, bugs and whatnot, but at the same time, it's it's because like it, being in this field, you see a lot of weird things, man. Like. Like I I saw like my first uh, redheaded centipede. I don't know if you if you uh, heard of that guy named Coyote, the one who gets oh, yeah, bit yeah. by everything. He, oh that's, yeah, yeah, dude, that's crazy as fuck, bro. He's crazy as hell. Yeah, that man. He got he got bit by one of those redheaded centipedes. They they call him Texas redhead centipedes, but that guy has probably one of the most powerful stings in the world. You know and Quick fact, centipedes are actually nocturnal, so they only come out during nighttime. Ugh. Yeah, and I'm the looking one... at a picture of it, and it looks <laughs> crazy as fuck, bro. What the shit? Mm-hmm. And they're scary looking. Like, yeah. you know, people it's ask heads. me all the time, they're like, they're like, what's like what's one of the jobs you don't like doing? We're like, what's number one? And if you guys would have to take a guess, what guys do you th- which job do you think I would I like it's my least favorite one. Like I already said, German roaches, you know, but that's not number one. I don't know. I would say some uh, with a spider, bro. I feel like spiders, but I don't know, man. Everybody's what, different. Wasp nest. Mm, I mean, wasp nest isn't too bad. Wasp nest is easy. 
And the only reason I say that is because uh, my first job with the company, I had to remove ground hornets. And I had to remove like nest of them. Like literally, we had to dust them, dig around them. And I had to put my hand in there. Obviously, I was wearing a, a bee suit, you know. But as were spiders, spiders aren't bad. And I've, I've encountered a lot of black spiders. I mean, black widows. Mm-hmm. And that only happens because of uh, of they only I only see them in commercial buildings. It was only occasionally recently where I saw them and and somebody's home, but that's because they live in the country. Like that that country life, that uh, country like pest control is a whole nother business, you know. Yeah. But you just see some wild shit out in the country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of like oh, you see a whole bunch of wolf spiders, a whole bunch of orb oh, weavers. Fuck. Uh, you see those big banana spiders? They call Bro, them the banana spider. Somebody was like, "They're not poisonous," but dude, it was just it was just one just sitting. I almost ran through its nest, and I was like, "Bro, I don't care if it's not poisonous <laughs> or not. That shit is fucking big for no reason. I don't want to go north there." Yeah, they they're scary too. They're like big and yellow. Their the little uh, yeah. arms have like spikes on them and shit. Yeah, bro. That shit <laughs> crazy. But. That's not that's not my least favorite. My least favorite job, and I'm I'm you know I'm grateful that I don't take care of them. Is bed bugs? Oh my oh, god, shit. bro! I was watching TikToks on those motherfuckers. I've seen the most nastiest because I like to watch exterminators on TikTok. Yeah, and bro, it's like lifting up a bed, and it's just like thousands of those motherfuckers. And bro, I've never seen something like that. That shit isn't disgusting. Oh my yeah. fucking god. But yeah. yeah, I can understand why. Why don't you like? Why, why don't you like them so much, bro? Why don't you like them? The reason why I don't like them is because all you need is one to jump on you, and that's it. You you get one to jump on you, you go home, you sleep in your bed, or you sit down on somebody's couch, and they can just multiply like that. And it could just multiply, you know. Hey, yeah, same thing with fleas too. That's why uh, if you have carpet uh, and you have dogs, you know, just you just gotta be careful, man, because you know. Uh, the, the fleas like to put their eggs and in, inside the carpet. Even with the vacuum, it's not enough suction for you to get them out. Right. What we, yeah, what we got to do is it's a whole, it's a flea treatment, you know. I I've gotta, been trying to do that for weeks, bro. I've been trying to, because I don't know, I know it's not my dog. My dogs have been clean, but it's just like recently this year, something happened. I guess it's just the cats and the fucking raccoons and shit coming around here. Mm-hmm. And it's like every time I take them outside, fucking... Boom, 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 boom. Like so many on them, bro. It's it's ridiculous. But I've been trying to treat my yard and we don't have carpet at all in the house. That's the thing. Like we have small little rugs, but that's all I've it takes. Them, bro. But I've been treating <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. I don't know. I don't know what the issue is, but I've been trying to figure I'm trying to fucking get rid of it right now. But yeah. I've been trying to do some self pest control, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, you're you're fine. Like I said, and that's another thing too. Like just recently, I had learned to, uh, you know, like tell customers that I'm the professional. Now, personally, to me, that sounds kind of like you know, like it, it just depends on how you deliver it, right? Because yeah, you can be that's that. True, bro. You're this is your job. Like you're the expert here, and I like to tell people that too when they're doing something. They ask me my opinion. I'm like, bro, you're the expert here. <laughs> you're the expert, man. So go ahead and do what you got to do. I'm like, I don't. I'm not taking that as you being a dick if you tell me that. You know, and like I, like I said, I have customers that tell me, "Oh, well, I was looking on Google that they're not, they're not dormant roaches, they're American roaches." <laughs> you know, they're like, "Oh, I, you know, you know, I like, okay, man, like I get it. The internet, it's it's at an all time high. You know, you can go on there, you can 
Google how to take care of something. But like I said, you're calling me to do your service. If you're telling me you're having a specific issue with a specific bug, then why haven't you been able to take care of it? You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And on top of that, another thing, and I hate to admit this, but sometimes I tell customers what's up, you know, like, uh, let's say I, get, I go in a service at customer's home. They're having a whole bunch of issues with ants. I get there and this lady, you know, and it's just an anonymous lady. She had all her pet food outside the food bowls by the back door where the, the uh, ants are trailing. And I'm, yeah. you know, same thing with roaches. Like they, I go, I go to this customer's backyard and literally, I look at the grass. It's all landmines, you know? It's a whole bunch of dog poo. And I'm just like, this is why you're having roaches. I'm like, yeah, this, yeah. this is why you're having ants, you know? And, like, I tell For real, dog poo attracts that shit? Yeah, like uh, like kibbles and, and cat food like that. If you leave it uh, you leave it in your pet's bowl, uh, I hate to say it, but that's an attractant, you know? it's It, it attracts them to the to the source of food, you know, because... But no, you said dog, like dog shit? Oh, dog shit? Yeah, fucking cockroaches love that shit for whatever reason. But yeah, that's I tell customers, I'm like, you need to pick up, uh, you need to pick up after your dog, you know, and whatnot. Or sometimes they're just like, yeah, uh, I think I had a, <laughs> I had a recent job at a commercial building I went to, and there's like, yeah, this this girl, she's seen a whole bunch of ants uh, around her desk. I get to her desk, she has open bags of chips. She oh has, she has a stash of peanut butter. You know, with the I don't know how how people do that, but they leave like the 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 the, the utensil in there, and whatnot. And then oh. I, I look at her wall where she sits on her desk. She spilled coffee on the wall, and she didn't, and didn't clean, it, clean it. Oh my god! It's just sugar. It's just sugar and creamer on the wall. Mm-hmm. At that point. And I, I I went there and I did the service, but I call. I like I said when I see something like that, I take pictures. You know, like. That's the that's another thing about this this job is that you got to CYA, you know. I think it's any job in general, you just got to cover your ass. You know? Yeah. And I go there and I and like I call the I call my like, you know, my secretary and I'm like, "Hey, look, I sent you these pictures." She's like, "Oh my god. She has coffee on the wall. Oh my god, she has food inside her desk." And I'm just like, "Yeah." And like to me personally, I don't want to waste my time coming out here just to tell you that you need to pick up after yourself. You know, I'll yeah. still charge you. I'll charge you. Like I'll charge you an arm. I'll charge you a hundred bucks just so I can tell you that you're dirty. You know, but I don't <laughs> like being that person if yeah. if that's something so little like can be taken care of so easily. You know, mm. that makes sense. It's it's one of those things that you um, it's like you you gotta help me help you also. You can't just be like you said, just be dirty and leaving all your shit and then complaining about having pets. I mean, they're, they're going to be attracted to all that. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I do my best when I go and service people. I give them the reassurance of how what I'm using, what it does, what it kills, and how long it lasts, you know? And like I said, if you sign up, you know, I'm over here trying to make a sales pitch, but like I said, a, a homie discount for me, like, and this is a sweet deal. You know, I'll I'll charge you forty dollars for three services. Mm. So between three to four months, I'll come out and I'll service. Anytime between that, you start having issues, I can come out there and take care of it. No charge. How far out do you service from where you from Austin or like your area? Oh, so my area, I I like to take I so I take care of like the north. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, the most the fur the furthest I go is Elgin, which is an hour away east of uh, mm-hmm. Austin. 
uh, I go up north, which is Round Rock and Georgetown. I go northeast, which is uh, Huddle and Taylor, you know. Mm. So I take care of all those places. Now, what I've been dealing with a lot is a whole bunch of uh, like, like uh, I do go to ranches, you know, people's ranches and stuff like that. Right. Take care of them. But also we do we do do commercial buildings, you know, and commercial buildings to me are more easy jobs because, you know, you're not dealing with people, you know, and like I, I do want to admit something whenever I'm out there spraying and doing my job and people call me an exterminator. I, I, I get a little butthurt, you know, for real. <laughs> yeah, because like like I guess. Like for me, when, when people call me an exterminator, like to, in my head, I'm just like, fuck, I'm like that guy with like two heavy machine guns, two mini guns in each hand and rockets on my shoulder, you know, like the Terminator just destroying everything, you know? Like, <laughs> I know. Nah, but fuck that, bro. Take that as a compliment, man. You, That's what I'm calling you to do. If I'm calling you out to get rid of this shit, man, come do that shit, bro. Like, if I ain't seeing that shit, then yeah, you, I'm glad you came out there and Arnold Schwarzenegger, that bitch ass bug, nigga. <laughs> You know, and it's funny because every now and then I get customers just like, hey, man, it's like, what? I'm going to tell you to do something for me. And I'm like, all right. They're like, just bomb this shit. <laughs> fuck? They're, just, they're just like, bomb the shit out of this place. And I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, just bomb the fuck. Just use whatever the hell you need to. But destroy these pe- like bugs. And I'm just like, I could do that. You know? Yeah, like, there you go. Like like that Sam guy from uh, Holes. He's just like, I can fix that. You know? <laughs> Bro, so I got a question. So what is what is my best what is my best advice? You do you advise me to just throw away all my rugs and start fresh and just bomb my house out and call the exterminator to take care of my yard? I would say it could be either or. So it's just like I said, you already know it's not your pets. So that are you're already breaking it down to where it could be an outside source. It could be like you said, definitely is an outside source, bro. It could it it could be a, a cat just who's just roaming in your yard, you know. The fleas, they jump and they jump on and off us, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, this cat might be roaming through six other yards, and and like uh, it's a good thing that you mentioned this because uh, that's how the bubonic plague happened. The bubonic plague happened because because mm, of fleas, huh? Yeah, the fleas would jump on rats. The rats would go to different cities through the sewer mm-hmm. lines and everything, and they would just jump on people, bite people, and. It, it, it transfer over, you know, but I would, like I said, if you're having issues with fleas and you know, wait, 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 one, one more time. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. So do they also live on, they can live on any animal. They can live on all types of rodents, like fucking, cause bro, there's plenty of times where I've went outside. I've seen big ass possums out there. They're seen fucking raccoons out there. The cats running out, out over around out here. They live mm-hmm. on, do they live on the, like the big, the different rodents and shit or no? Yeah, or just rats yeah. specifically. Okay, see yeah. that's what I'm thinking, bro. I'm just thinking this because we have so so many critters rolling around in our area, so so I assume that it is. They're mm-hmm. probably staying and, under my trailer. To be honest with you. Yeah, and like I said, that's a good assumption because it is true. So what fleas need to produce and reproduce is blood. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, and they and they could get that dog blood, cat blood, human blood. You know, possum uh, blood or elk blood or deer, like, that's their source of food. So, the, the wherever they can jump on and get it, they're going to get it, you know. And, like I said, knowing that it's not your pets and it could be an outside source, like I said, cutting your grass, keeping it very low is, mm-hmm. is a good thing. Uh, like I said, sometimes they, they can go underneath the house 
and live there and stay there, you know, because there's only been one occasion where I went to go service this lady. I went, I was on top of her deck and I literally saw one jump from the ground all the way through the middle of the crevice of the wood planks onto the deck. Oh shit. Yeah. You know, and like I said, that's, that's nothing to about that. They're kind of like bed bugs. If one jumps on you, you go home and you have carpet. Oh man. Like you might be, you might be in for a fight, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I I would recommend, like I said, getting somebody out there to analyze and look at the situation. You know, like I said, uh, like I said, services can vary depending on which price. And honestly, services are like car parts. The cheaper you go, the, the fucking worse it's gonna be, huh? Yeah, you know. But like I said, that's why I I like to you know, give people warranty, you know, but at the same time, I tell people don't abuse this warranty because if I had to come back between a time frame, I'm not making any money and that doesn't make me too happy, you know? Right. I feel that. No, yeah, so it's definitely something I'm looking to because like I said, I've been trying to go out there and meet my neighbor too. He, um, he does the yard work, so he, he makes sure the, the grass and the garden is straight and, um, yeah, between me and him, we've been just trying to figure it out because he was telling me too. He was like, "Man, my daughter like she got bit up by a bunch of like fucking bunch of fleas and shit the other day." And I was like, "Yeah, I came out here and I fucking I was out here doing like I was spraying the yard with just the little pesticides I bought from the fucking the feed mart." And I was spraying the whole yard, and he was showing me some shit he had too to do the same thing. And fucking I don't know, we're just making all type of concoctions. He was like mixing this shit with his shit, and we just <laughs> keep spraying the yard over and over, but. <laughs> yeah, mix shit together. Yeah, bro. So hopefully we're not, you know, fucking violating no laws and shit. But nah. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, though, like uh, they they do they do have some stuff. Like I personally don't know what it is because, like, you know, I got all the good stuff, right? You know? But they they do have some stuff that you can use to treat your yard and whatnot for them. Because, like I said, uh, going back to wasp, like I I. I would like to say being in this business for about three, four, going on four, three years, going on four years. Uh, this year was the first year I got stung by anything. You oh, know? shit. Yeah, I got, I uh, I was treating this lady's trailer home. And I think I sent you guys the, the pictures. Mm-hmm. But they, they like, I pulled out like nest and nest of them. Yeah, yes. And, I remember seeing that. And um, what is it? I messed up. So one quick fact about uh, wasps and yellow jackets. They're attracted to the dark colors. And I had my black glasses on, so whenever I knocked on the nest, he came right for me. I stepped to the side. I got stung on my shoulder. Now, between you know everybody here and anybody who's listening, I, I do have a pain tolerance, but I would say on a scale of one to ten, it was probably like a three or four for me. You know, it felt like you know those prickly bushes that are around like buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah, like yeah, a rose, it, like a rose bush or some shit. Yeah, it technically, but it hurt less than a, than the thorn bush. It, it it hurt about as equivalent as the, one of those bushes. But what I was grateful for is that I wasn't allergic to it, you know. Yeah. Because I've I've heard I've had a story where my buddy he does pest control services in the south, you know, like and that's another thing too. De- depending on where you're at in Texas, you're dealing with different things, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they uh, they do bee jobs out there now. I've done maybe two or three gone hornet jo- jobs, which can be a, you know uh, pretty hard depending on how how bad the infestation is. Now, 
I don't like to use the word on infestation because that freaks out people. You're like, oh, I'm infested with bugs. Like that, that sounds really bad. You know, I tell them, no, no. Like I, I tell people on a scale to one to 10, if you want to call it an infestation, this is probably like a three or four, you know, nothing that I can take care of for you. But he was telling me a story about how uh, their company is really strict about safety because what had happened was, was that there were, there was two guys out there and they went to go do a bee job. And even even if you wear a full on bee suit, there's still maybe that ten percent chance, twenty percent chance you might get stung, and it might go through the suit. And this guy, he got stung on the chest, I believe. He ended up getting stung by a bee, and he turned out to have a, an allergic reaction to it. And the peak of pest control starts around after spring break, and it goes all the way to about like September. Here in Texas, it goes all the way to about September, October. You know, because it starts to cool down and bugs tend to chill out and whatnot. But he got bit, he got a bit, he got stung by a bee and he ended up dying on the job because he didn't know he was allergic to it, you know, and he ended up having a really bad allergic reaction to it. So ever, ever since I heard that story, I'm just like, I'm going to do my best not to get bit or stung because I, uh, I, I've caught two skunks before. Ooh. And yeah, skunk, like I said, skunk jobs are, are pretty expensive too, but you know, uh, they were getting to this customer's home and they were coming underneath, um, where the foundation's at the, the, you know, the solid brick part of underneath your home, there was a little corner and they were going in and out. So, you know, I, what I did was like, I patched the hole and I put two, uh, two traps out. Now, when you're dealing with skunks, you don't want to put those cage traps, you know, because they spray and man, that shit stinks, man. Like, <laughs> like I, I know it, it's kind of funny saying that because every now and then, you know, you're driving, you smell that that dead skunk. You're like, oh, man, that smells like some good quality dank, you know, and whatnot. <laughs> but no, up close and personal, this shit smells like burnt tri- burnt tires just went up your nose, you know? Oh, fuck. And uh, yeah, and it's funny, too, because like I that's why I like this company, because I'm like, you like you'll have the job and they'll tell you a week ahead, hey, you're gonna go catch some skunks. And I'm like, what? So I went, you know, I went to the internet, I I I looked YouTube a lot of stuff. I YouTube how to catch them, what do they eat? Uh, how is it that, you know, they uh, they go about breeding and you know what attracts them to certain environments. And I ended up baiting these guys with a can of tuna and salmon. The fuck? Yeah. They're so just I'm just yeah, it was, and it's funny because I'm just like, it's funny that something stinky is attracted to something stinky, you know? <laughs> like, it it was really funny, but I ended up catching two of them, and poor guy, I um, I went through the day, and uh, what is it, I did all my jobs, I got home, I went upstairs, you know, I, I, I played my video games, you know, and, and everything, and I came back down, and I go to my truck, and I open up the truck, and it smells like skunk, and I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> I forgot about this guy, you know, and I feel bad for him because I'm just like, my bad, dude. Like, you know, what I what I do to the skunks, I don't oh, want to. Sc- had him in your car? I had him. Yeah, I forgot about his ass. Uh, I left him in the truck. You know, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I open up the the back of my truck and it's just a big whiff of like, Ooh. no, you know, it's just like <laughs> it was bad. And like I said, I feel bad for the guy. Now, you know. When, when it comes to catching something like that, you know, we, we do have our, uh, what is it, capture and release licenses mm-hmm. and whatnot. But it's up to you as an exterminator to decide what you want to do, you know. 
Like me personally, like I, I like I said, I, I do tend to have a heart some days, you know, but some days like I'm, I'm catching rats and like, you know, I'm just like, you know, like forget this guy, you know, just get rid of him in a humane way. But yeah. because the, the only thing that's kind of iffy about this job is that if I'm out there in a commercial building and I'm servicing those little, you know, black boxes outside the building and I open it and I see a rat, it, it's on site. I had to kill it on site, you know? And like I said, sometimes it sucks because, I mean, sometimes I feel like that, like, I just fatality his ass, you know? It's just like, they jump out, they get ballsy, and they jump towards you, and I got steel toe boots. So, you know, <laughs> they don't win. I hate to say it. You know, <laughs> he said they don't win. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, bro, I'm not mad at it, man. Like I said, like, they don't win, and, like, you know, sometimes, like, you know, I, I kick them too hard. Or I just follow my foot all the way against the cement wall. It, it puts a visual in your head. So I'm sorry because there's some people out here who like hamsters and who have pet rats and everything. But, but that's different. Hamsters, you're not, you're not fucking smashing hamsters. You're smashing like nasty fucking rats, bro. I yeah. The, nasty, the funniest thing I ever saw was my homie, Steve-O. He had a video <laughs> of his work. I don't know who had it, but somebody had a shovel and they fucking squashed the fuck out of a rat, bro. That was the funniest shit I ever seen, dude. Yeah, dude, I I remember that. I remember seeing that every now and then. I asked him for that video just so I could get a laugh. But the, he like Tom and Jerry'd his ass, like his. <laughs> he like grabbed the shovel and all here's think, and he goes like fly like a pancake, and all here's my buddy be like, ooh, and that's it. That's where the video ends. You know. Oh man, it's a funny ass video, bro. I gotta gotta get him to upload that shit to YouTube so people <laughs> <laughs> see that shit because it's 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 funny. But man, like I said, I don't get like I'm gonna be honest. My dad, when we used to live in the hood over like South Park area, they we had bad rat problem, mm-hmm. and it's the same shit. Like like they would run through our they would, like I didn't know what the fuck I was a kid, bro. So at the time. I would just see like um all the bread just ate through. There's like a hole through all the bread, a hole through the cereal box, just random shit like that. Hole through fucking cracker box. And my dad he put some glue traps out one day and caught like a family of fucking. He caught like two big ass ones, a little thing of um mice and shit. And he would he was I feel like my dad was a little sadistic. He would fucking warm up a fucking screwdriver and just like that. That's how he got rid of them. But mm-hmm. I enjoy watching it, man. I enjoy watching. I don't, watch. <laughs> I don't like rats, bro. They, they're nasty. They're scary, bro. So welcome. Yeah, and I hate to maybe say that's, it. maybe that's a um maybe that's um a red flag for like serial killers, but dude, I mean that's what I ask myself every day when I'm out here killing everything. You know, I'm just like, did something happen to me when I was little? I'm like, I had a pretty good childhood. You know, but see, you're not just doing it for fun, bro. You're doing it because this is your fucking job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, they, it, nobody wants to do it, and it's one of those jobs, you know, that people consider "quote unquote" dirty. But I'm like, hey, look, I'm doing it because I'm actually doing something for the environment. For real. You know, if we're not out here, you easily can be overpopulated by crickets, by ants, by wasps. Yeah, nasty, all those. Those are the ones I'm like. They make my screen crawl, bro. I'm, I even kind of jump sometimes when I see butterflies fly, fly past. I don't like flying insects. I don't like... I had a stink bug on my arm the other day when I, at work, and I was like, bro, what the fuck? Like, why is that shit on me? That Ooh. shit kind of freaked me out. Ooh. <laughs> you got lucky because 
the thing about the stink bug is that number one, you don't want to provoke it because they spray one of the like nastiest. Oh goodest, yeah, they stink like, like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, and number two, like I said, you don't want to squish it because then it's it's literally. I don't know if you guys remember growing up as kids, you had those little stink bombs. They came like in a little glass container, and it was like yellow. You pop yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. They smell just exactly like that, you know. I was lucky because it was a small one, but I've, where I've been working, I kind of been doing routes for FedEx lately, and I've been seeing some. We've been paralleling and see some big ass stink bugs, bro. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. And just a heads up, like right now we're uh, it's like uh, we're in November, so between here and uh, about yeah, between here. And I think around January, you're going to see an influx of spiders, but that's only because it's between October and January. Sorry. It, uh, you're going to, you're going to get an influx of spiders because it's mating season, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I've been getting a whole bunch of calls, uh, from customers like, yeah, I'm having a whole bunch of spiders nests on the outside and whatnot, you know? And I'm just like, I tell them, I'm like, look, this is what's going on with spiders. I can go there and take care of them. But like I said, I, like I said, I have customers who are just like, kill everything except for the spiders, you know, kill, if you're going to spray my house, just spray the front door, you know, or spray the, the front like porch area. And I'm over Yeah, because I feel like the spiders take care of the, some of the, the fucking bug problems too at times. So I don't mind them at times. As long as they're not, I can't see them. I'm like, all right. Yeah. And like I said, I, I've caught a black widow before and those things are scary because I've, I've caught one before. And I sprayed it with the strongest stuff I can use legally because another thing I learned about pesticides is that different states have different regulations for them. Mm-hmm. You know, different states can have a higher degree of a chemical usage and, you know, effect than the one stuff used here in, 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 in Texas, you know. And uh, there, uh, I, I sprayed it and it was coming right after me. The, the thing about black widows that I learned is that they're aggressive, they're vicious, and they're tough. You know, they're very tough. I don't know why, you know, whoever made them, created them, made them that way, but they're tough, you know, and I hate to say it, but like, you know, I, I only found out it was on me because I looked at my boot and it was crawling on me. And I was just like, oh, rattlesnakes before, uh, I've encountered. There are a lot of rats and raccoons are tough, man. They, they're you got to give them more credit than just. Being cute and he being trash. And it's like he tried to freeze in place. The craziest shit I ever saw. And he just ran off like, fuck. <laughs> Little but, bandits. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, they, there's a lot of there's a lot of a lot in the pest control biz, man. And like I said, if if you're willing to have you know a nutsack with some balls of steel and go out here and take care of this, then you should get paid where you're getting paid, you know? Hell yeah. Because like I said, hey, like the scariest thing I did recently was uh, there was these wasps that were uh, they were nesting outside the chimney and whatnot. And for me, the way I had to take care of that, I had to extend that thirty foot ladder. You know, all the way up there in an angle, take take all my stuff that I was using and have it around me and carry all that weight up there, get on the roof, 
you know, fight wasps because I didn't have my bee suit, you know? Oh, shit. And, and then take care of it, you know? And, you know, that being said, it was scary because, like, I looked down and I was just like, oh, hell no. You know, like, I, I, I like, I'm chunky, but I mean, we don't bounce, you know? I, 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 I <laughs> like, well, I that's look, how I feel. That's why I'd be scared of heights, too, man. I don't like going on them 30 foot fucking extendo ladders. I used to, I, be, I had to do that in the electrician work, too. And they're like, man, just don't look down. But it's like, bro, like, <laughs> I can't help but to fucking look down, bro. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and and it's weird because like I look down and I'm just like, okay, well that's scary as fuck, you know. Yeah. But at the at the same time, I'm just like, okay, the uh, I, I I tell him I tell my buddies like the sooner I get this job done and like I don't look down, the sooner I can come back down the stairs mm-hmm. or the, the ladders, you know. And I hate to say it, but like sometimes I look at a job, and that's what I like about this company is that if you look if you see a job. Don't tell the customer what you can you can or can't do until you put your boots on it, which basically just means if it, if it's too dangerous, you don't have to do it. You know, like they're not they're gonna they're not gonna want to put your uh, they're not gonna want to put your life at risk. You know, because we're already at risk as it is dealing with all these pests and bugs that can bite us and sting us. You know, mm. that's real shit though, because. With that electrician shit, bro, they were, were, were the, the company I was working with. It's like the man, the dude I worked for shitty company, I ain't gonna lie. And the manager, he didn't have insurance, but he would have us doing some crazy, like hook up this fucking box, all like all the electricity going to the fucking panel. And I need y'all to um, throw wires to that bitch while all the electricity is going through it. And bro, so many people have gotten hurt, like his own son. He, he had a panel explode on him, fucking burnt his face. Damn. Luckily, he didn't burn his skin like really bad, but he did. It, that shit exploded in his hand. And same thing when I was working there. He cut. I don't know why. It's, people don't think, but dude cut all the wires while they were still on at the same Ooh. time. And yeah, bro. That's a no no. And all that shit just. <laughs> and it was connected to a dedicated line, so the fucking breaker wasn't Ooh. tripping. So the whole time, just. <laughs> you just hear that shit popping until he finally let it go. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Like I said, you salute me for killing pests, man. I, I salute y'all for dealing with electricity. Nah, that well, is, nah, man. I, I had to take a break from that shit because just seeing a bunch of people fuck up, I'm like, I need to kind of reevaluate what the fuck I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, because like I'm telling you, don't I don't fuck with electricity. I don't give a fuck how much I have to pay to get somebody out of here to fix something with electricity. I wouldn't touch it because I had a bad experience like as a little kid. Like I was in Mexico, and man, these are like the best stories ever. You know, we're I'm in Mexico. I'm I'm chilling with my family. You know, my my grandma has this china room. You know, that one room when like you know they just have all that china stuff. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. nobody really oh, messes shit. with. <laughs> Virgin Mary's up there, you know. And you're just like fuck. That's like old as hell, you know. And they, uh apparently my uncle did the wiring <laughs> to that house. And I, uh, I I go in there and I'm like, oh, it's kind of dark. I reach up to press the switch and literally I get sucked into it. You know, like like my, my whole body goes to the wall. I'm holding there and I can feel I can feel like myself breathing less and less and less. Luckily, my mom comes in there and she's like, what's going on? She's like, oh, shit. You know, and like she grabs me and she pulls me off and she's like, are you OK? You know, I'm traumatized like that. That 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 experience right there it, traumatized me. You know, and it and it's funny because like my uncle walks in and he goes like, "Oh, qué pasó, mijo?" 
you know, it's just it, it, my mom was just like, he touched that switch, and my uncle was just like, ah, that's why, that's why I leave the broomstick there. You gotta use the broomstick to turn that switch what on. What the now. fuck? <laughs> and I was just like, oh. yeah. <laughs> that is dangerous as fuck. Yeah, I don't like I said, I don't, I don't mess with electricity, but there's a lot of money in that too, you know, because Definitely. those type, those those type of jobs, you know, they you you are putting your life on the line. Like you said, you you uh, you don't do you don't turn off the breakers. You don't you know set up the work how you're supposed to. You can you can you know overcharge your heart. Mm-hmm. Your 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 limbs can like explode, mm-hmm. you know, and just it's just really bad things, you know. And even bro, there's times where people like you get locked up on that shit. Like you say, you got sucked in. People they're getting electrocuted, and you can't say shit. You're just lo- like they're cutting yeah. the wire and they're, they're touching. Like they don't have the the rubber protection on their their tool they're using, so they touch that shit and they're just locked on that shit. They can't say nothing. Yeah, you get you get like fucking locked. Yeah, it's like your muscles constrict, huh? Yeah, With electricity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I heard, yeah, I heard story a story. A couple like people happen, bro. I seen that happen to a couple people when I was working. And like I said, the job I was working at, they had no insurance, so yeah, I was like, yeah, fuck that. And they would be everybody would be like, nah, just do it hot, just do it hot. I'm like, bro, look. It's not that I'm scared, but I'm just not stupid. I'm going to turn the yeah. breakers off before I do this shit, bro. I'm not going to just do it hot. No, I'm not yeah, going to electrocute no. myself, bro. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Yeah, fuck I'm going to wait for the center port. Like, we're, they're over here trying to take the panels off the wall before the center port guy gets here and cuts the fucking actual, the power line. That's bullshit, man. And I'm like, bro, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not about to do that, bro. Fuck that. I'm going to just it's wait like for the center port to come do this shit. Yeah, that's cutting corners, bro. Taking shortcuts in. That's a no-no. This is a story. Uh, it's, this job I worked a long time ago, they told us a story about this guy. There's these two electricians. They worked together. You know, they had the little buddy-up system. But uh, it was a Friday. And um, they had like a... It was just a little simple light bulb that they needed to change that they missed at the end of the day. The other guy, one of them had something to do. Um, so he was kind of like, Man, fuck it, let's go. Let's knock this out next week. And the guy was like, nah, you go ahead, bro. You you know, you do what you got to do. I'll, I'll go knock it out real quick today. And then I'll just clock out. So he was like, all right, that's cool. That's what's up. Well, Monday came around and um, the lady's like asking the people at work, like, hey, have y'all seen my husband? And everybody's like, no. So they asked the dude and he's like, well, the last thing I remember was on Friday. He said he was going to change that light. And uh, I guess the light, yeah. it, it was like in a kind of like a little attic area. Yeah. So th- they go up there and they saw that the motherfucker was stuck right there the whole time, bro. Just oh, you know, well, obviously, obviously at that point he was dead. So oh. yeah, they told us that yeah. story. So they're like, you know, no matter, no matter how quick and easy something looks, um, you know, it's better if you have somebody there with you or just, you know, just don't do it or take any type of precautions that you can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shit like this will happen. Damn, that's crazy. But man, let's talk about what we're thankful for. Cause oh, yeah, I'm thankful that I ain't gotta think about the, the, <laughs> I, I'm just thankful I'm not dealing with that shit right now, bro. Cause like I say, just the job I was working at, bro, they all about taking the shortcuts and you could do it this way instead of doing it the fucking way, you know, fuck that code. We're not getting expected. We could do it now, nah, bro. I'm gonna yeah. do it, dude. And I'm well. Number one, I'm thankful for like having a job, you know, because for sure, uh, like a lot of a lot of people are still like trying to work and just 
you know, trying to make ends meet, you know, put food on the table, a roof over your head, stay stay uh, warm, yeah. it's going to get cold. Yeah, bro. No, I'm thankful for that, too. I'm thankful that we're we're all still here and we're, st- we're still trying and we've been able to keep our lives, even though we've been in risky situations and been around dangerous things. But we're all still here, you know, ready to do what we need to do for the next day. Yeah, man, and I'm thankful for food because I love to eat, man. And I'm just <laughs> thinking about all that food tomorrow that I'm going to fucking chow down on, the fucking ham, motherfucking turkey and gravy, mashed potatoes. <laughs> What's your favorite old thing to eat on Thanksgiving? Ooh, Pe- Pecan pie, bro. Pecan pie is my favorite. And I know it's a dessert. But fuck, that's, that's he's like, fuck it, I eat a whole pie, man. <laughs> fuck it, you eat that whole like, yeah, yeah, food, just digging that bitch. Like, oh, exactly. <laughs> I, I fucking love pecan pie, bro. I love it. <laughs> oh man, for me, I would say ham, ham, just. Like, however the ham is made, you know, I know there's a lot of different kind of recipes, but my favorite thing to eat is ham because, man, I can eat that by itself, just like yeah, that. Yeah, bro, and even when it's left over, you make a sandwich with that bitch and everything. Fry it on that bitch pan. Your breakfast, your breakfast eggs and shit. <laughs> mm. Oh, my God. I think, I, guess, I think the second favorite thing would probably have to be, like, I don't know, like, personally, when it, if it came to sweets, apple pie. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I will be. I'm right there with you. I think I like the apple pie, but um, I want to ask y'all, what's the worst thing that y'all think? What's like the least, like, what's your least favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving? Like the stuffing, or for me, it's fucking um, I don't like to see that cranberry shit. <laughs> I, I hate this shit, bro. That shit's nasty. It's like a fake ass jelly, and that's what that's the, probably the reason I hate it because somebody tricked me into eating. They're like, oh, it's just like jelly. And my dumb ass over here trying to eat like peanut butter and jelly, and that's not like jelly at all. So I forgot what it's called cranberry sauce or whatever the fuck, but y'all know what I'm talking about. The shit you put on your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the jam. Yeah, fuck that shit. Don't give me that. I think honestly for me, and it's not it's not like super bad, but because I enjoy a lot of food, but the least favorite, and I'm not saying it's like horrible or anything, but I don't I don't really like turkey that much be honest not even i mean i guess i haven't had anybody or i haven't had uh any like because the people got different recipes and i've heard there's some real good ways to do turkey like i've heard if you deep fry the turkey is real good mm-hmm. I've, I've never had it that way i don't think i've ever had a deep fried turkey but that sounds delicious and that's yeah. why I think turkey for me is always it's always dry as fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, bro, turkey dry as hell. Exactly. I gotta I don't, drown it in hot sauce and shit, and eat it with the mashed potatoes <laughs> and gravy. I gotta drown it in gravy just to enjoy it, you know. Like it's it's so bad for me that I've I've had one Thanksgiving where I did chicken instead of turkey. Damn. Yeah. Just fucked hey, up the bad, whole though. tradition. He said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just cook a chicken." <laughs> yeah. A Cause I don't, I don't know how to cook it, and the people that you know usually do, I, and I don't want to put them on blast or anything, but it's, it doesn't come out like you know. It that should good be dry. Like, yeah. shit's so dry. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to put nobody on blast either, but I, I think maybe it's just tur- turkey, just dry as fuck. But yeah, that's what I was like, bro. I need more gravy, more hot sauce on this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, well, since we're already on the turkey like subject, so what I'm fixing to try is this Cajun turkey that Popeyes were selling. Oh, 
Oh, oh wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. So <laughs> apparently, uh, Popeyes had them, but you can get yourself a Cajun turkey with their seasoning and everything and whatnot. Oh my goodness! And, and I'm fixing to try that tomorrow. So, and like I said, deep fried. I've had deep fried before. Yeah, deep fried. Deep fried is this different. Like I said, I don't know. This is, is that was just, deep fried though. That you're uh, I think nah. so. Cause oh. that's all they—that's all they do, right? The, all their chicken is just deep fried. I think so, though. Not that I think about it. Yeah, because I think all we gotta do is just warm it up and whatnot. But uh, I guess for me, my least favorite thing to have for Thanksgiving is anything with vegetables, like like uh, what is it? Green peas, casserole. Really? Uh, the green peas. Green peas. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah. I had an aunt. She would make it. It's like it's like stuffing, but it's casserole made with green peas. And whatnot. Uh, I'm sorry, Ann, if you ever listen to this, like, hey, I tried it. I just, it was, it kind of, it kind of scarred me. I was just like, nope, not about that, you know? Has anybody tried candied? Was it called candied greens? Oh, my. Oh, I thought you were going to say candy yams. <laughs> candy, oh, yams. candy yams? Ooh. I don't like candy yams. Oh, it might be that one. Is it, what, what is that? The yellow, they're like, they're the orange potato looking pud looking shit. It's candy yams. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. With, my grandma literally would put like sweet tarts and shit in that shit. Uh, yeah, bro. No, is it good or no? <laughs> no, I hate I hate candy ass, bro. No, I don't like high sweet like I don't know. Combo. Weird, man. I like like I like a hot dessert, but something about candy yams I just cannot like. I don't like the sweet potato fries. That's what yams are. It's just sweet potatoes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, nah. Right. Like I can't I can't do sweet potatoes with brown sugar. Yeah, it's just too much to me. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I want to eat. Yeah, I just want to eat savory. I don't know. I just want, like, like I said, I just want the basic. Give me my mashed potatoes. Give me my macaronis. Give me my gravies and my hams. Yes, I'll take mm-hmm. some turkey. Give me the Hawaiian rolls, please. There you go. And I'm good. Oh, and stuffing. Yeah, I'll take some stuffing with some gravy on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do enjoy the stuffing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to be made like a certain way. It's just sometimes for me... When it comes to food, is it like a texture thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. That's why it took me so long to get into sushi. <laughs> oh man, sushi is the bomb. The, I think is a uh, is brisket considered a uh, an, an like a an entree or something that brisket? people normally have for Hispanics? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Brisket, yeah, bro. There's so many people where I'm standing right now. There's I just I was driving down the street with my windows down and it smells like everybody's over here is fucking barbecue. Brisket, right yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's always the best. Uh, oh yeah, yeah brisket is good as fuck. Yeah. My fucking mouth is watering like a motherfucker. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I'm gonna probably wherever I decide to go tomorrow. I'm I'm sure to bring. And I usually take two pies, bro, because like you said, I'll, I'll probably eat one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is my personal pie. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, bro. So I don't know why the fuck, but I love that shit. It's just that pecan and whatever that jam. Sometimes they overdo the jam, mm-hmm. but even then, I still, no, I still fuck it up. That pecan pie. You don't like the sweet? Oh, see, and that's, a, that, that's why I'm weird, because I will eat a sweet potato pie. Hmm. Oh yeah! I just don't like candy yams, bro. I don't like the candy yams. I kind of fuck with pumpkin pie, too. Pumpkin pie, I've had some that are pretty good. Maybe that's what I was eating. I can't tell the difference between the two. The sweet potato and the pumpkin pie. Yeah. Oh, I tried it. Huh? It might have been pumpkin, yeah. 
I I have a hard time distinguishing a pumpkin pie and a banana bread. Oh, for real? Yeah, because but I know banana bread like it's it's different compared to uh, pumpkin pie, but for me it, it kind of they kind of almost taste like the same. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, they're both right like starchy, that. starchy and sweet type of flavor. That's true. I'm excited now. <laughs> I'm going to two different, maybe three different houses. So oh, I'm, getting, I'm eating at all of them, and I'm taking a plate home from all of them. So there you go. I hope they prepare. I'm super leftovers. Uh, yeah, oh, like yeah. I said, just the ham for me. I want the ham. Just making some a couple of ham sandwiches. Mm-hmm. The thick ass hearty ham sandwiches. Yeah, and the the what that's why I like ham so much because uh, when I was working with uh with my pops and his company, everybody would get like a like a brown sugar like uh, honeyed uh, glazed ham oh. and whatnot, yeah, and. And I, I mean, I would use the fuck out of it, man. Like, I would just cut it, throw it, <laughs> throw it in the microwave, you know. I would just cut something, like you said, make it for breakfast. Make it with some eggs and ham with that ham. And, you know, it would get down to, it would get to the the bone. And I didn't learn this recipe until I told my dad, like, hey, we're done with this ham. We're about to get into mine. I'm, I'm about to throw the bone away. He's like, don't throw the bone away. And I'm like, what? Uh, and it's just like, it's just like they, they, this is like, I'm going to teach you how to make something. And I'm like. Some caldo. Yeah, made made some beans with it, dude. Like it was, it was good oh, because he, oh, so you uh, extract the flavor from the bone. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. You uh, you basically uh, you make beans like normal in a pot. You know, you clean them out, you get them ready, and as they're boiling and they're becoming beans, throw that bone in there, and it's gonna all the all the leftover meat stuck to the bone is gonna melt off. All the juice from the bone is gonna just broth up the beans and whatnot, and then there you go. Yeah, you know, that's pork and beans right there. I feel like that's how my um. That's how they be making greens too. Like I see my grandma, they put some ham in that bitch, the ham bone or some shit. They just put it in the greens, and the greens taste good. Oh, okay. taste all plain and shit. So that it's sounds kind of good. The same it's like a, it's like a little broth, huh? That you get. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, I'm fucking hungry now. <laughs> Straight up. I'm ready. Like I said, I'm, I'm probably like I said I'm I, I'm spending Thanksgiving up here, but I'm gonna be in town uh, and on Friday. And like I already messaged my aunt, and I'm like, hey, is is you know is my uncle gonna make that ham he makes? Because he makes it one with like it has the pineapple rings on the outside of it. Oh and whatnot. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it comes out really good. And I'm like, if she's if if he's making it, I'm gonna come through. I'm gonna come through for all of them leftovers. <laughs> for real. That's what's that, sounds, up, bro. that sounds like a pastor right there. Hmm. That stuff is great. And like I said, it, it, and another thing too. So here's another Thanksgiving question. When you guys eat, when what time during the day you guys eat? Because uh, recently um, my woman, she told me we they eat like at 12. Starve in the morning, eat around 12. Or growing up as Hispanic and whatnot, we would like, I guess, like kind of like snack in the, in the morning and then eat towards like the evening, nighttime. Yeah. You know. Like six, six to eight. Somewhere around mm-hmm. is what like I, I said for me. I'm going to. I got my mom's side, my dad's side, and my fiance's family. So, for my mom's side, they usually do it early. I usually go to their house around noon, and we eat there. We eat lunch there, and then usually I don't know what the hell my dad's side is doing, but I go to their side. They probably got barbecue and shit, and that's usually like in the the afternoon. And then for my fiance's family, they do it like I said. It's like at night. At night. Yeah, five six o'clock. Food be ready, and yeah, man, it's turkey all day, turkey and ham all day. 
Yeah, basically, you know, shit load of protein. Yeah, uh, yeah. But shit, I think, man, this is a good, good chat, bro. I'm glad you came, you know, and chatted with us, Alex. It's fucking yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. All these stories you had and telling me about your, your, um, your aliases from fucking One Piece. Yeah, I guess, uh. <laughs> I got I got another one, but I mean that that might be another time, you know. But I I appreciate you guys bringing me on and letting me talk about my you know my job and like what kind of what like what I really do, as in transitioning onto what you know your stereotypical like things you hear out there because like I said, it's only through experience where it is that you can come and tell people like this is how it is, you know. And like I said, you can you can always have that hypothesis that it might be different, but. Like I said, I, I appreciate coming on with you guys and just, you know, chatting it up. Hell yeah, bro. And uh, shit. No, we appreciate you. We would love you to come back, man. Don't be a stranger. And whenever you feel like it, your home oh, is yeah, our bro. home. Yeah. Like heard, I said. You've heard us, bro. We, we just go off on random topics. So any, anything you want to talk about in particular, which shit, we're down for it. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, uh, like I said, I did all my homework. I, I told Siki maybe it was two weeks ago. I'm like, hey, I just found y'all's podcast. I'm going to check it out. And I literally went through every single episode, even to the most recent one, where you guys were talking about Rittenhouse and wasn't uh, not all cops are bad. And mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I've, I've done my homework. I've done my research. And, you know, here we are, you know, here with the with the real deal, you know. And we appreciate that, man. Fucking, like I said, I can't express how much I appreciate you doing that. That's some real ass shit. And... Fuck yeah, man. We're just going to keep it rolling, man. Hope that yep. you're still going to be on on board with us and, you know, on this journey with us and see what happens. Yeah, I'm so, thankful. So there's, there's, one, there's one last one, too, because we covered, you know, the pest control. We talked a little bit about some hardships, uh, but we didn't talk about manifestation. So um, what what's, what's, like, important to you when it comes to manifestation? I would say so for me, like I, I recently started learning about this because, you know, I like I think like previous podcasts, I heard about how, you know, a, a sticky's wife was getting or fiance was getting into crystals and energy and about that. And mm-hmm. uh, recently I, I caught up with my friend and basically what I feel like manifesting is, is bringing energy, you know, from the, the, the universe into yourself. Yeah. So, so you can allow it to better your life, you know, and an example I would say is that this whole week, you know, I was uh, manifesting for something good to happen to my woman, you know, you know, she's endured a couple of hardships and I'm like, you know what, I, I want to, ma- I want this to happen so bad, you know, and I'm, I'm gonna keep believing in it until it happens. And today something, you know, three good things happened to her. You know, two really great two things, and I'm just like I'm really grateful. You know, yeah. it it through manifestation, you allow yourself to bring what it is that you want because the universe already has it in plan for you. You know, it's just up to you to be like, I want it, and this is how I want it, and this is how I'm gonna receive it. You yeah, know, exactly. And another thing about that too is that uh, I was I, I was talking to one of my friends. I caught up with her and she told me uh, manifestation is also like uh, praying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's praying. It's, you know, you know, you're there. And like I said, I, I have nothing against religion at all whatsoever. You know, I think it's a great source, 
and everything you know i never really talked down on anybody's religion it's just it's just that is true when you're praying you keep telling yourself or you keep telling your higher power i want this and i and this is what i want and I, i i i need it now you know, and if you keep believing in that, you keep putting that energy out there, it's it's going to come to you, you know, yeah. and it's been happening a lot lately because, like I said, I've been getting to hold the crystals things and, you know, learning about my, more about my spirituality mm-hmm. and, and everything. And like I said, there was, um, I, I, I do got to admit that, you know, when I first started, um, you know, in this relationship that I'm currently in, I was just like providing that, you know. Like that was that was my mentality. Like the man's supposed to provide and die, but now it's just it's about providing and doing what makes me happy. Yes, exactly. you know, and right. and because of that energy, you know, it, like I I post a lot of Snapchat. I I eat good. Like I'm gonna admit, I eat really good. I I treat myself really good, and I take care of myself really good. I take myself to go get sushi, but at the same time, at the end of the meal, I'm always grateful. You know, because when you're grateful. It it basically sends out the signal to universe saying that we gave you what you wanted, you know, and you're not your ego is not being inflated and being like, well, I asked for it, so I got it now, so haha, you know. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, manifesting could be a lot of things too, because like I said, as I'm learning more about it, it gets more interesting, you know. And oh, yeah. by by interesting, I mean is that I I I can sit here today and be like, I'm gonna manifest that, you know that this Thanksgiving is going to be a good Thanksgiving, that everybody's going to get along. Everyone's going to get what they want on their plate, you know, and they're going to be able to be grateful and spend time with loved ones, you know? And like I said, um, what happened this week, I was trying to, I was trying to find some cheese. And like, I know this sounds really weird because you're like, what you were manifesting cheese. No, I was manifesting to be able to save Thanksgiving because we needed an ingredient to make a specific uh, recipe. Right. And, and yesterday I was, I, I was killing myself. I went to like three HEBs. Oh yeah. Everybody know. sold out everything. Cause it's getting yeah. closer and closer and you know, motherfuckers love the old shit nowadays. So, you know, and I, I, I went to CVS's targets and I was doing this while I was working and, you know, I was getting to the point where I'm just like, Oh man, like I can't like, like I, I, I didn't give up. You know, I told I told my woman, I'm like, hey, look, I um uh I, I'm gonna go try here to one place. She's like, don't worry about it. I just want you to come home. So I came home, you know, we talked, and she was just like, Look, if it, it's like I'm just gonna use a different recipe, I'm just gonna use a different ingredient. And I fell asleep not giving up. I fell asleep with the thought of not giving up that it's gonna pop up. And like I said, one of the good things that happened to her is that she went to a random H-E-B up north, and there it was. Four jars of that ingredient we couldn't find, you know? Yeah. And she was and she was like, it's because you manifested that. You didn't give up on what you were believing in, and the, the universe heard you. Personally, the universe doesn't care about you, but it heard what you wanted, and you, you manifested it through your heart, you know, through the good energy and everything, and, and there it was, you know? So... It's kind of scary, too, because, like, I had to learn a lot about myself, too. That's another thing, too, when it comes to manifesting is knowing yourself, you know. Knowing yourself, what makes you happy, you know, understanding what you're feeling and whatnot. Because, like I said, in the beginning, I said I did a personality test. Turns out I'm like an INTJ, you know. And what that means... 
INTJF or something like that. Oh, you're F, so yeah, you probably you probably have anxiety and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. See, I'm in I'm in INTJA, and people who are like that are like Martin Luther King, uh, Lady Gaga. In the anime world, I am I am Luffy, the guy, the main character from One Piece. I am the the main character. Um, what is it? Uh, I'm one of the characters in My Hero Academia. His name is Medio, aka Sunshine Boy. You know, and because I learned that about myself, it made sense. Because when I try to be villain, the, the villain, it just doesn't work out because that's not who I am. Exactly. You know. You know, like I, I try so hard to be the bad guy, but that's not who I am. At the end of the day, I can carry myself as a very genuine person. And because of this, uh, this genuine stuff that I have, you know, I'm, I'm more of the angel than the devil, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would have had not learned that had I, like I said, been with the person I am and allow her to teach me what she knows about everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I said, manifesting is one of those things where it's it's a really touchy subject because, you know, you have people who believe, you've had people who don't believe. But yeah. I, I, I believe through experience, you know, because little things that had happened in my life was because I was manifesting, but I didn't know exactly, like, what I was manifesting for, you know, because um, I think I, I like to tell the story where it's just like, I was ready, like, around the, the middle of this year, I uh, I... I was always, uh, what is it, uh, a romantic. I always rom- romanticized things, you know, like picnics and going to the beach, looking at a full moon with your partner or your loved one and whatnot. But another thing about manifesting is being able to let go of what you want. You know? For sure, so, yes. So what, uh, it was around, like, around April or whatnot. I, 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 I finally, I was driving, I was in the middle of a job and I was driving between jobs and I, and I was driving and I told myself, you know what universe, I'm ready. I'm ready to give up looking for love and I'm going to allow it to find me, you know, and I, I want like a, like I want an Indian girl, you know, and whatnot. And I'm just going to let it find me. I'm at the point in my life where I'm going to work on myself, focus on my career, capitalize on my job, take care of myself, take care of my loved ones and my family. You know, and not even a week later, I met her, and ever since then, you know, it's 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 been really fucking great. Like I've been really happy. You know, that's cool, man. That's that's very cool. A lot of I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration when it comes to manifesting. Um, you can't force it. You have to let it come to you. Mm-hmm. You you have to just. Um, I always, I always think about the um, that little song, the row, row, row your boat. Oh yeah, on the stream. You can't. No matter how much you try to like force your way or force whatever path you're gonna take, you're always gonna take that path. So you might as well just let you know, just gently flow across the stream. Just mm-hmm. let it, let it take its own course, and just always keep in mind that, or just always keep that faith that wherever that stream is leading you it's going to lead you to somewhere positive mm-hmm. exactly you know because there is such thing as self-sabotaging there is such thing oh, as uh, yeah. <laughs> as as, uh, as, uh, as avoiding things you know just avoiding you know whatnot because 
you know, you're you're just you're just you have that little orb of, of yellow, golden, shining power that you have, and you don't want nothing ar- around else to taint it. Well, another thing too is that I learned that you're gonna keep going through the same mistakes until you learn your lesson, and then yeah. whatever is meant for you or uh, after that lesson comes to you. You know, and a perfect an example is through relationships. You know, you you go. You, you have a relationship with somebody and you end up getting hurt the same way over and over again. And when I, I talked to my woman, she was telling me, you're going to keep going through the same lesson, but with just a different face on. And then yep. when you finally learn your lesson and you, you move on from your mistake, that's when it is that you receive what's coming for you. Yeah, that's when you're free. That's when the universe knows, you know, you learned what you needed to learn. So let's go to the next phase. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's exactly how it is. You know, so that's why I was just like manifesting, manifestation. It's like I said, it's it's all this year for me. But at the same time, from what I've been practicing and like I said, I, I've been manifesting, it's been happening. And like I said, I'm not questioning it. I'm more of just like, okay, like, yeah, I didn't want that. And it's happening, you know? And like I said, the power of crystals, I believe, like I said, I believe in that. I believe um, that the power of crystals is is something that can help you in that journey mm. and whatnot because there's different crystals that do different things, mm. you know. And uh, recently I learned that Moldavite is a really strong crystal. It's a really, like, super powerful, like, um, uh, gem, or I'm sorry, I would say crystal, because Moldavite is, I think it's one of those where if you wear it, if you have it, it makes it makes your uh, it basically fast forwards your life. So you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine because I went to a music festival. We could talk about music festivals an, another time, but I was talking to him and he told me that he believed that the Holy Grail was a huge chunk of Moldavite. You know, and because the Holy Grail was a huge chunk of Moldavite, whoever had it would be able to rule. You know, so. Uh, wherever the existence of the 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 Holy Grail exists, um, they whoever finds it would be the king of um, of the, that place and whatnot. But going looking back at it from a different perspective, a huge imagine because you can get your little you can get like a, 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 a like a fist sized rock, but something oh. to, yeah something to be like a like a, a Holy Grail that big made of that one stone. It would kind of make sense that if whoever had it or owned it had their life accelerated, had their life move forward, because that's that's what that it does, you know. And like I said, I only I, I like to have certain ones for me because uh, there's some for protection, there's some for cleansing, there's some for you know healing, you know, and, and there's some for money, you know. There's there's Something that I've been manifesting is that for every dollar I spend, I'm going to get $3 back, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to keep believing in, in that until it starts to happen. And recently it's starting to happen. I would, I would, uh, I would get two people $5, you know, and then I went to go do that job. I got a $20, t- you know? Damn. So, yeah. So it's, it's very powerful being able to believe in that, but at the same time, learning how to do it and allowing to share that through others. Because like I said, uh, when I went to that festival, there was up North, there was a lot of rocks. There were huge rocks, you know, and whatnot. And they could get a little bit pricey, but 
they help you, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, in my house, I didn't have any, and I was having nightmares. I, I come and I, I stay here with my woman and everything's clean dreams. You know, it's, it's nothing bad. It's no nightmares because the energy, these stones she has just make this whole place a very safe place. There's nothing, no bad energy, nothing negative coming into here. And right. therefore, everything in here is cleansed, and it feel, and it's true. When I leave her apartment and I get on my truck, I'm just like, Ugh. like this, this feels weird, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, I uh, I go to my house and I'm just like, oh man, no wonder I'm having nightmares. Like, there's nothing here to protect me, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're getting into that. I'm glad it's it's kind of a. I feel like it's becoming more and more of a thing for a lot of different people, and um. Shit, my fiance, she she got probably like a six hundred dollar fucking collection of the fucking crystals. Not gonna lie, but I think it's cool, man. It's something that you definitely gotta open your mind up to and um just be open to it and oh yeah. Fucking go out there when the you know, even with the moon and shit. This it has stuff stuff to do with the moon. You gotta charge your crystals when there's a new full moon and stuff like that. So Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that, like uh, like that one story you told uh, in one of the cat pods was uh, the moon water you had. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, bro, that shit it really helped me like calm down, and I feel like yeah, I don't feel anxiety or nothing right now. So fuck yeah, it's the actual thing, man. And like I said, you just gotta be open to it. And and that's the thing that the reason um, it works is because of manifestation, also. Because of us, um, you know, being able to do what we do with our own, I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's our brains or if it's just something, I believe it's something uh, very spiritual about us, about our essence. That's why I kind of, I kind of also, you know, I, I get a little conspiratorial. You know, that there's things out there that try to, like, zap us from our energy. Because I do feel like uh, us as humans, we do hold that power to bring, to make things powerful, you know. Mm-hmm. Just like manifestation, you know. So with with all these crystals, it's, it's us um, working in tangent with the crystals and bringing out their properties because, you know, we believe in it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's there's like a story of praying to water. I don't know if you ever heard it. If you pray to water, it actually cleanses it. It makes it it makes it clean. This is where holy water comes from. It's water that gets prayed. You know, they, they pray uh to that water and it actually and I mean I I don't know if it's I mean I, I've seen a couple articles about it. I don't mm-hmm. want to say that they're hundred percent true, but there have been scientific studies to where they they tested a certain water out and they saw what it had it was dirty and then they tested it after it's been prayed you know people have prayed on it and it actually cleans the water so that's basically us you know our our vibes our energy is what's causing that because there is something in us that you know has that type of power it's it's a beautiful thing when you know we 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 start realizing that you know it, it empowers us it gives us you know it, it makes us realize that we're not just you know another another human we we actually each have our own you know little inner inner power our own inner selves 
Yeah, and it's very powerful too. Like I said, I feel like the more you believe in it, the more powerful it can be. Because, like I said, I um, I I I was talking to her the other night, and I was telling her I'm not the same person I was like like three months ago. You know, and it's just like I feel like I've I've grown to be a, like a better person, but at the same time, have and achieve my own happiness. You know, and um, like I said, it's it's I I still got a long way to go. Like I said, I still got a long way to go, but at the same time, it's it's a very very good journey, you know. And um, like not to switch the subject or anything, but uh, uh, if you look in the chat, uh, I sent a picture of the uh, the ground hornet job I did, and you can see uh, all the nests and everything I pulled out and whatnot compared compared to a dollar bill. Oh shit. This shit look crazy. Yeah, it's big, bro. It's huge. And that's that's the piece. Of, it was all one, right? And then, or is it each separate uh, nest? So the way ground hornets work, um, they uh, they make layers like a uh, think I think I think like a of a hive. You know, like the, from the lower the and the bottom it starts little, but the higher up it gets bigger. Mm. You know, and like I said, I had to I had to put a bee suit on. And I had to put my hand in there and pull out this uh, these nest and whatnot. And it was at least six pounds of nest that we pulled out. Oh, yeah, but like I said, that was my first job with the company, and it was funny because like I thought I think that they were testing me. You know, I really think they're like we're gonna see if he's gonna be about it or if he's gonna like chicken out. And now it was funny because that uh, thanks to my boss, I learned that I, I can be fearless sometimes. You know, and like she, uh, she went home and like she gave me all these like movies about, you know, Vikings who were fearless. Uh, I think she gave me the Road Warrior with Mel Gibson. Uh, oh, the, yeah, the the original Mad Max apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's just like that's you as a character. You know, you're you're fearless. You just you know you don't think twice about doing something. You just get it done. You know. Man, it's something cool when somebody really believes in you, and it just it really does empower you. It really does give you. Just a lot of hope, a lot of clarity. Yeah, like I said, uh, like I said, after I did that personality test, everything made sense to me. Like I was just like, no wonder I am how I am. You know, it's just like, no wonder every time I try to do the, uh, be the bad guy, I'm not the bad guy. You know, like uh, Zangief said from uh, that movie. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Just oh, yeah. yeah, just just because you're bad guy does not mean you bad, you bad guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I remember it. No, it's true. It is very true. There's a lot of things that we do, and we don't know why. You know, we think we're we're a bad person because of it, but it, all it is is just experience. We we just don't know yet, and then later on we do realize. You know, it doesn't necessarily make us bad people. It's just we were just kind of lost for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, it, it's a journey. And it's crazy because, like, I, I just turned 30 this year. And, like, I think I think 30s are, like, the new 20s now, you know? <laughs> it's just, like, I don't really feel older at all. You know, I say I might, like, be old enough, but that's just no, how mature bro, I, Yeah, I just feel like that's how mature I've become because – I said when I was twenty one living in Houston, oh man, when you're twenty one, man, you're barely getting into it. You're barely trying to understand life, try to see what's going on and whatnot. And you're a baby, was, man. Yeah. <laughs> we really were. You know, and like I said, now that I'm at this age, I'm more calm, I'm more mature. I uh, 
you know, I, uh, it's something happens to me. Uh, there's also something I, I was reading too that helped me out a lot. It was called the four agreements. I don't know if you have ever heard of a, a book called the four agreements. No, but yeah, there's a book called the four agreements. I, I recommend it to people, you know, okay. it's, uh, it's basically a, a system that works for you. So you can, um, uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, live on through better days and whatnot. I see it here. Yeah, uh, if you read the four agreements, it it basically breaks down everything for you, and it just it's a, like I said, it's a really good system. And when you start to apply it, man, like things are more relaxed. Like things are more uh, for me personally. Like I haven't finished the book, but one of the four agreements I like to use all the time is never assume. Don't make assumptions. Yeah, yeah, see yeah. Don't make assumptions. I think one of them is like be impeccable with your word. Meaning, don't be afraid to speak your, you know, what you're thinking and what you're feeling because that can lead to like drama and like negative thoughts and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another one: don't take things, per- don't take anything personally. Anything personally, you know. See that? Yeah. Like yeah, and then the last one is always do your best. You know, and I can say that I apply that one a lot because when I go do jobs. I tell my customer, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to give it the best I could. And it's true. When I'm done with that job, you know, when I'm done doing something and I feel like I did my best, everything I could, you know, like sweat and everything, you know, hard labor. I I go home and I don't think twice about it. I'm just like, no, I did my best, you know, and I just got to believe in that. And sure enough, yep, you're satisfied, man. And like I said, it's a really good book. It's really short. Um, you can. I got mine at Barnes and Nobles, and whatnot. But uh, it's, it's like I said, it's it's a really good system uh, to use. Yeah, no, it's uh, it sounds it, it sounds very interesting. So definitely, um, whoever's listening, y'all make sure to check it out. Man, y'all want to tap into that higher power, your higher self. Not even the higher power, but if you just want to be, um happy and and comfortable with yourself it does sound like those four agreements sounds like something very very powerful simple enough to where you can follow it Mm -hmm. yep and like i said where like i said i i'm gonna be coming back you know i i feel really confident i feel really great being able to talk to everybody and anybody listening about you know personal experiences what i'm going through and like i said be like I said, being able just to, you know, come to an, a, a place, an area where, you know, you know, like uh, I think Sticky was telling me that it's a place where you can like de-stress and like just get stuff off your chest. And like, I, I got to admit, I feel a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, you <know>? bro. <laughs> it's crazy, huh? You don't you don't think that it's going to be that healing, but it, it, it kind of is. It really is. You, you get to just uh, let it out, you know, vent a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's the word I was looking for. Just be able, yeah, be able to come here and vent, you know. And like the the fact that uh, one of my favorite things about this cast is that in the beginning, you guys always ask each other, "How are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? You know, anything like anything new happen? Uh, you know, it's just it's it's really heartwarming, you know, and it's really genuine too because it's just like you know we're coming here, you know, trying to share everything we're experiencing through not only through personal friends but amongst anybody else who's willing to come and give us a you know give it a shot yeah for sure and i'm pretty sure uh we're gonna we're gonna start having more people come in hopefully um i know 
Well, well, Sticky had mentioned somebody else too. I don't really want to, you know, but and it's coming soon. It's coming mm-hmm. soon, and uh, we're gonna have them on. But anytime, bro. I mean, even if you want to join in for that conversation, definitely you could come in and you know listen. And you know that's how we're doing. We're just giving opinions and we're talking about stuff. And sometimes it's random. Sometimes it's a little bit over our heads, like uh, the podcast we did about self love. We're both very confused because it's kind of it's it's it was like a hard topic for both of us. You know, especially for me, I, I struggle a lot with uh, self-love. It's it's something that I know that I've realized that I need help with because it's just out of my own hands, you know, and I, I'm trying. I'm trying my best, but, you know, you always get those obstacles that do get in your way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But like I said, hey, as long as you manifest to be able to be ready and willing to jump over that hurdle whenever life throws it at you. You're gonna go right. ahead and achieve it, and you're gonna say that I'd be able to accomplish it. That's right. That's right. And that's what we're trying to build here. That's the type of platform we want, you know, for anybody to come in here. And um, we don't really want too much hate, but at the same time, we'll we'll embrace it. You know, if somebody's got different different opinions uh, when it comes to certain topics, we'll embrace that too, because. We understand that, you know, not everybody's the same and not everybody thinks the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I said, the the most recent one, the one about Rittenhouse, like I said, you can you can hear it in his voice. He was just like, no, like, man, it's always it, it was always just like this. It, it, it had the, it did have the negativity in it. But yeah. talking about it, being able to understand it and get different perspectives from it can allow everybody else to be like, OK, well, I see that point. I get that point, and I I get that point, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a it, it was such a crazy situation. We got we got um, kind of this happened like an hour ago though. Uh, the Arbery case, the three guys they have been charged with murder. Yeah, I saw that. I um I didn't know it. like I heard about it, but I didn't believe it. It it. It's taking this long for anything new to come out, you know? And after looking into it, doing a little bit of research of it, I was just like, that's messed up. That's cold blooded. You know, yeah, like you can't you, you can't go out there and just, you know, quote unquote do a citizen arrest on anybody, especially having to use like I hate to say it, but like violence with a gun, you know? Yeah. Like you don't, violence, you don't Yeah, it's like violence begets violence, man. You can't you, you all you're doing is just adding more violence to a situation that could have been diffused. Mm-hmm. You know, and at the same time, like another thing too, like uh, it, it's a, there, there's, there's a lot of INTJ memes and when I, and one of the INTJ uh, uh, memes is that, you know, inner peace begins with four words and that's, it's not my problem. Mm. You know, basically minding your own business. You know, if the, like they they didn't have to go and approach him or say anything to him. You know, and like you said, I think you guys were also covering the the minority uh, issue too about how like if it was a different uh, kind of a uh, person, you know, uh, regardless of your skin, you know, it's it was just it sucks that that things those things happen to more more or less than of another race, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. If it was if it was somebody else, I mean, it it would be the same issue too. It would be the same problem. I mean, this whole Rittenhouse thing—he killed, 
he uh, didn't kill anybody of a uh, different skin color. He killed, uh, you know, uh, white people. He killed those three. Well, he only killed one, but the other two that he harmed were also white. So even then, that doesn't lessen the fact that it's, uh, you know, oh, he just killed white. He just killed one white guy. and then, No, mm-hmm. it, it's still, the issue is still bad. I mean, it's, he shouldn't have done it regardless. Oh, you know, and like I said, you guys had really strong like points there too. It's just like one of one of the ones that caught like caught my attention was just like if you're going there with a gun already, you already had an attention in your mind. Exactly. You know. Yep. And he he knew in a way he knew what he wanted to do. He wanted to feel powerful because that's what a gun does. It makes you feel powerful. So, you know, the, his everything he had been saying leading up to that, you know, you can tell what his intentions were, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. It was, um, like I said, it was things that need to get talked about that a lot of people like to talk about. Oh, yeah. And you have the side that ignores that, you know, they talk about the self-defense thing. And I get it. He was basically he did self-defense himself. That's true when it comes to the law. But if we're talking about the morality and just everything, if we're talking about the bigger picture, um, he just did not need to be there. There's no mm-hmm. reason for him to be there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But you know what? That's something that his soul is going to deal with. And this is something that, um, uh, you know, he it's to what, whatever he does with it, it that's, his, that's his own business from now on. You know, the law judged him. Our law judged him. But he still has a higher law that he's going to have to respond, whatever that is in his head, mm-hmm. but he's still going to have a higher law that he's going to have to respond to for doing what he did. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, all I can, all I can do is I, I, you know, I, I just good vibes for everybody. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have no malintent for him either. What he did is fucked up, but I mean, it's, it's, it's on him now. It's his, it's on his hands. Yep. Yep. He, um, like I said, he, he did all that, you know, based off regardless of whatever skin color he was, whatever, you know, he had in mind. Like you said, he's going to have to live with that. And if I was in his shoes, I, 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 oh, man. no, no, I can never man. do that, bro. I can <laughs> never, never, bro. Like yeah. if, if it was a, like I, I would have to be in a super fucked up situation, but it would have to be a situation that came on to me. I would mm-hmm. never go out there looking for something like that. Nope. You know, and like I said, I and another thing too is like I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to bother anything that's being peaceful. You yeah. know, like like I I'm more about not disturbing the peace. I'm more about keeping the peace. You know. Oh yeah. Make peace, not war. Yep. But yeah, bro. I mean, um, Stinky had to um. Walk away a little bit. I don't know if you wanna. Do you wanna finish it up here? Or I mean, I can keep going. I'm not. I don't have no issues with it. But you know, we we each have our own little personal lives that we gotta attend to. Yeah, yeah. No, we can. Like I said, we can. We can wrap it up here. And uh, like I said, I, I'd be more than happy to come back and talk about other subjects besides, you know, you know, bugs and anime. <laughs> I uh, we we like to switch it up, bro. We don't. You yeah. Know, it felt for a while, it kind of felt like we were 
almost talking about the same thing. Kind of like Sticky talked about last week. It felt like we were just talking about death the whole time. Yeah. So at least with this, you know, we we get a little different um, topic, a little different perspective. And I'm pretty sure, you know, whoever listens appreciates, uh, you know, just a difference, a change in tone. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, like I and I'm a chatterbox. I, I could I talk a lot as it is already. So. Is, this was great for me, man, because this is a normal conversation I can have with anybody that I meet, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we'll wrap it up again. Um, we appreciate you coming over, coming in here, talking with us, and uh, talking, telling us about the whole pest control world. Mm-hmm. If anybody's out there, y'all, if y'all in that area, y'all want to hit up uh, my boy Loco right here, y'all want to. Whatever, he, reach out to us or find him and you know. get your pest situation, you know, settled. Yeah, Martin, like I said, if you guys just want some tips or advice on some, you know, self-home pest control, like I said, like we can go ahead and uh, send them an email on that Gmail we have. And like I said, if it gets to it, uh, down and dirty to it, like I said, it might just be up to a professional at that point. Oh yeah, sure. But again, um, appreciate you, um, and I appreciate anybody that's listening. You know, you already know the deal. If y'all want to come on too, y'all want to get on with us. Y'all want to talk about some. Y'all got a topic too. If y'all do something interesting too in your jobs, y'all want to get on here and talk about. Shit, we're all for it. We're here. We're all ears. You know, we'll ask you questions. We'll we'll get down to the nitty gritty. And yeah. down, down to the nitty gritty. I said, <laughs> thank, thanks, thanks for having me. Like, like he says, thanks for anybody who's listening was able to chime in. You know, give it, give, give it a chance, give it a shot. Appreciate everything. Thankful, I'm thankful for like friends like Sticky to be able to introduce me to you know to Chile and whatnot, and be able to be a part of this with you guys. For sure. And soon, soon we're going to be doing live streams, too. We're going to be playing games on live. And we did a couple already where we were kind of reacting to stuff, watching funny videos <laughs> and shit like that. So we're going to we're going to start doing that soon, slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just taking it step by step right now. Yep. Yeah. And one of my favorite metaphors is that uh, the last time I checked, the turtle won the race. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So there you go, guys. It's This was another one. Another episode of State of Obscurity. This is episode 37 now. So we're getting up there. But just like P. Diddy said, can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> so with that, uh, peace out, everybody. Later, y'all. Peace out.